Dustin. What's up, How's man? it going, man? <laughs> it's a going. Glad to have you on the show. Good to be here, dude. This uh, feels like a new introduction, but we've you know been bullshitting for approximately 30 minutes before yeah. this started, <laughs> and I regret it because we had some good conversation. Maybe we'll get back to it. I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, Nothing changed. Just the microphone's on, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So you're, uh, you're back in Central Texas from working out west, right? Yeah, yeah, Fort Fort Worth is where we're at now, so I guess it's still Central Texas. Okay, so. Yeah, I'll still claim it. it it's, yeah. it's pretty obscure. It's so vague. You know? Yeah, it's, it's very ambiguous. <laughs> like where does where does Central Texas? Well, because I I was born in Abilene. I have family yeah. in Abilene, and they swear that they're the heart of Texas. I'm like, no, oh, but yeah. we're the heart of Texas. It's and like, dude, you're so far up there. Like, <laughs> like the heart is, you know, it's not quite in the center either. But it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's, we're it's, getting it's, biological. It's here. always this thing, you know. But you're the neck. I mean, you're the neck up there. It's like you're nowhere near the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so you know, it's it's. It's always a, this perspective thing about like what, uh, where you are, and you know it's like, is that just a Texas thing? Because I feel like other states are like, oh, they're near this this city or something. Well, it's probably because we have the whole deep in the heart of Texas part of that oh, song. Yeah, you yeah. Know, deep in the yeah. Heart. Uh, but it's it's funny too. I think uh, you know we have a, a place called Centerville yeah. that I don't think is the center of Texas. But then Brady, I believe it's Brady or San Saba, they they have a sign up. They claim that they are the like. Was it geographical? Ge- you know, like yeah, yeah. center of center, Texas. Like, I think. I think so. Like what mathematician like d- right, did the, the yeah. measurement from each right. point? You know, but the, like, but yet Centerville is got like, Centerville's up here north of Waco, isn't it? Yeah, but it's probably a uh, well. Center. Where is Centerville? Right. I don't know where Centerville. is. <laughs> It'd be like. nice it's if actually, it was in the center, but yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. No. No one knows exactly where it's at. Yeah, it's 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 funny how Texas works that way. Yeah. You know, it's like. Um, so I, I work for a company that's based out of the UK and like when we oh, talk cool. about Texas or whatever and the distance to travel and they're like, we just hop on a plane for that. And I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's silly. We just drive everywhere. And they're like, but it takes you 10 hours to get like to them from, you know, London, if they drove for 10 hours, they would be in Croatia, t- I don't 10 know. countries <laughs> away, yeah. you know, whereas in Texas, we're like to the next state right, within right. our own country. And so it's, <clears throat> it's funny talking to them about that. And, uh, but when you're when you're born and raised here, it's just like that's normal. You that's know? what we do, yeah. But then you go somewhere else, and you know you travel across other states, and you're you know like wow, this we just crossed the you know Mississippi state line, and then three hours later you're you know going <laughs> to Georgia or something. It's like what the hell? I don't. It's uh, it's it's funny. But do you uh, you've traveled a lot, right? Oh yeah, you've been all over. Well, you speaking of that southern area, yeah, I used to work in Louisiana and stuff, and yeah, it's funny and. Back again, Central Texas, but even you know it was a seven-hour drive. But if I think it was like it was almost like six of it was just getting to the edge of Texas, and then yeah, it's like boom, boom, boom. You know, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, just yeah. boom, 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 fly through them. I mean, the roads are a lot shittier, but can I cuss on here? Oh, okay. for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep it to a minimum, but uh, no. But yeah, I've been. I I lived down there. I've I've I worked in Philadelphia for a while, briefly, but I was working in Kentucky, and then that job sent me to Philadelphia. I've lived in all over Texas at this point, seems like pretty much except for like the valley, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> um Yeah, I've traveled been around the world a few times, not with music, but just traveling around and stuff. Yeah. Uh, been to the Philippines, South America, uh done Ireland. Briefly stopped by in the UK, but didn't really do nothing there, just Very to pass cool. over. But yeah, I, I, that's that's where I want to go. But like uh, the like the drear and the, the gloom and doom and Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I <laughs> There's a guy I work with that's uh, he, he's Irish. Oh, okay. He lives up in in Dallas, but 
uh, he's from Ireland. He's got a work visa or whatever. And, and I, um, I had a bucket list item <clears throat> a few months ago because I, I went and drank with him at an Irish pub Nice. and it was, I had a list, um, a bucket list item to, uh, to get drunk with an Irishman in an Irish pub. But he was like, I was like, dude, I want to go to Ireland. He was like, nah, 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 you don't want to go there, you know? And I'm like, but why? And he was like, it's fucking freezing, you know? And he was just telling me all this. He was like, oh, it's perfect in Texas. I'm like, nah, dude, it's it's too hot sometimes, you know oh, what I mean? God, he was like, so yeah, but he was like, I would rather be hot than like freezing and just, you know, drinking myself to death every right, day. Just miserable. And I was like, yeah, but I want to experience that for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what we, uh, yeah, we went. It was a buddy. He was like, yeah, I'm going to for, for St. Patrick's Day. I think it was like 2018, 2019, right, for everything. And I wasn't going to go. Like, we didn't plan it or nothing, but that's kind of like I'm, – I'm capable of planning a trip, but it's also just really fun to just throw down and go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he had already worked out – like, when I when I throw down and go, I'll, like, work out the cities I'm going to hit, but then I'll go and, like, all right, these are the waypoints or whatever. And I yeah. Just, but I figured, well, he's been planning this trip. He's got that handled. So, yeah, I bought the ticket, like, last second. I like drove from from West Texas all the way back to think to Austin. Got on a plane, red eye all night. Got there, you know. Uh, had a transfer in the UK, which was kind of a, a pain. Or in, I say the UK, I guess you know, whatever England, whatever the hell we were. I don't, it was a blurry time, but um, but I jumped on a bus and then had to go to another airport like right next door to. It was really weird, you know. They're all so big and stupid, but. Then I get to Ireland, and my friend, dude, I'll never forget it. I take another bus, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you're going to get off at the third stop from the airport or whatever. I'll be waiting for you. I get off, and I am looking around, looking around, and then I was like, who's this asshole with, like, the, <laughs> like the, you know those little golfer hats, you know? Yeah. And, like, a sweater and turtleneck. I'm like, look at this douche. And it was my friend. And he never dresses like that, by the way. <laughs> he went to Ireland and then bought, like, yeah. what he thought <laughs> – you gotta play the part. I guess, but no. But we're in Dublin. And everyone's dressed. It looks like New York. Like everyone's like styling themselves. Like after it, which that's another topic we get on. It's like kind of sad in a way. I think because of social media and stuff. Like even in the Philippines, it's like you know. I would say especially the gals over there. Like the way they did their hair and makeup and stuff is like a direct reflection of like the U.S. You know? And yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's cool that we're like very, uh, uh, not inspirational, but you know, like. We move the needle, I guess, but then it's like, damn, it's like, I came here to see like different stuff. Yeah. And then you got, they're like doing the same Kylie Jenner or whatever, right, Jenner right. makeup, hairstyle, like wearing like the same, like they're wearing like a Adidas jacket and stuff with like, I don't know. But, but back to Ireland, we, we met him like, what the, what's up, asshole? You know, and there's nothing wrong with that dressing, but he doesn't dress like that. So right. it's so hilarious. Like, what do you got on? And we just immediately hit, we got hit our hostel, dropped a bag off and went and started drinking. And cause it was, it was St. Patrick's day. Like mm -hmm. when I got there, yeah. like just right into the thick of it, ended up at some pub. Uh, and actually there was a German football team. They're like, kick the football right. football team. And then there was like, there was like a, a group. There was a couple gals and a guy from, uh, from Dallas mm. of all places. It was like Texas, Texas. Cool. <laughs> and we just, we were really making a dual effort to, to get around and we got there and it just stopped cause it was such a good time. And we ended up, almost blacking out with this German football team and this little group of people from Texas. <laughs> and we like come when my memory comes to, we're like in a, we're, we're eating dinner in some like, it's like a pub place to eat though. Yeah. It's like, it's like a full on bar, but upstairs is quiet restaurant. You go downstairs and like, yeah, uh, you know, some extra extracurricular activities might've happened in the bathroom. I don't know. It was blurry. It's crazy. It's like, <laughs> it's like, but next thing I know we're, we're back in the game and like, it's like, it's, I'm not, I'm not sleepy and, 
blacked out anymore. Right. Like, and dude, we partied on till like two or three feels like, and we're walking home, like giving up and I'm walking along, I have my hair down like a beanie on and, uh, or no, I don't, it was, a. uh, the skating brand Brixton, Brixton, mm-hmm. um, Brixton, whatever it is. I have that on, like my hair down, like a jacket, and I'm running along and I'm sliding across the ice, you know? I'm like, oh man, this is, and I'm not even a good snowboarder by any means, but I was like, just drunk. I was like, oh, we should have a board right now. That'd be sick, man. Because it's kind of, and there's these two Irish dudes sitting there, and they're like, hey, don't we know you? And I'm like, oh, dude, we're about to get mugged. Like, you definitely don't know us. And he's like, and I was like, no, no, we're good. And, you know, he's like, no, no, I know, I know you. He's like, you're like a skater, dude. I'm like, no, I was just playing around the ice. And he's like, no, no, you're that dude from the Dew Tour. Still don't know what dude. I, to this day, I have no idea. But he kept, he said some dude on the Dew Tour. And so he said, you're that guy. And I was like, I'm that guy. <laughs> so like, just to fuck with him. And, uh, and he's like, hey, there's a club right here. You want to, and we're on like, we're in like a residential. It's kind of like how Philly or like uh, New York would be like little stoops mm-hmm. kind of residential area. I'm like, we're, and they're like, come on, come party with us. Come on, man. We know who you are. I was like, no, come on. I'm not making this up. I, I have no idea who they were talking about, but like it worked. He, and, he, and he just, we're just like, all right, let's go along with it. And I'm still in the back of my mind, like, we're probably going to get taken around the corner and beaten mugged. It's it's St. <laughs> Patrick's Day in Dublin. These dudes are going to, yeah, take advantage of us. And then there's this big, burly dude standing near one of the stoops i'm like this is where it happens and he goes and they talk to him and they're kind of getting an argument in a way like i think they've been kicked out and he's like do you know who this is and it, this is all really blurry yeah like like maybe i even dreamt it i don't know it was it was that blurry of a night but he's like this is blah blah, blah. and he's like all right like i think they've been kicked out and the guy was like all right you come on come back in he opens up the door and there's like a foray and then there's another door opens up there's two other bouncers and it is a full-on like after hours like like it looked like a like kind of a cathedral style room, but then you know just straight EDM and like partying yeah, and like club. mini skirts and suits and like, yeah. and they're like, come on! They had a, their friends are up on like one of the balconies slash VIP area, and they're like, you know who this is? And then it all fell apart because they're like, so tell us about it. Like they're like, <laughs> like can we look you up on uh, on Google? And I was like, nah, you know. Just <laughs> And and the two the two dudes are gone, and it's just all their friends there, and me and my buddy, and my buddy he's still kind of like then he's falling back into a blackout. Right. He kind of stumbling off, leaves his like nine hundred dollar Canon camera, which he brought with us to take photos of the parade. And I was like, you shouldn't do that. We're probably not going back. Yeah. And sure enough, there we were at three a.m. He still has the camera, and uh, and he uh, <laughs> he like left it on the bar and walked away from it. And thank God the bartender just set it behind the mm-hmm. bar for him. But it, when I say bar, it's like huge. It's like a club. Yeah, know? yeah. Anyway, then spent the next three days hung over his shit, seeing all the sights. We didn't saw Giant's Causeway. We saw the Cliffs of Mohor. I think is how you say that. But just hung over. Did his, you go to the library? No. Uh, what? I don't even know. That, it's uh, that, there's a university. I'm sure reading was off of our mind at that point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. That, that that's uh, one of my bucket lists. There's um, I don't. It's one of the universities. I can't remember. Uh, which one to in uh, Ireland, but they have this, it's this huge, beautiful library and I see it in pictures all the time. And I'm like, God damn, I don't want to go there so bad. Oh yeah. Just, you got all your books here. Right? Yeah, I man. I, I, I love, I mean, I love old architecture, but then I also, I love old, it's, you know, beauty and the beast. When I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. you see his library and I was like, hell yeah. I want a library like that with the the little moving ladder and, and right. shit. Like that. Oh yeah, 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 on the brass like yeah, the yeah, slider. Yeah, that's what I want. That's my dream. One day, 
uh, I'll have a house and it'll be a normal size house, but I'm going to have a giant library attached to the back. You know, well, dude, you could have like a, I feel like it's probably already been done maybe, but it'd be cool to like have a bar and name it the library, you know, and like have, have books and stuff there, have the ladder. There's one in Fort Worth actually. Really? It's yeah. called the uh, library? It's not called the library. Oh, okay. I don't remember what it's called. Cause that'd be sick. Like oh, I'm going to head down to the library. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, it might be actually, uh, we'd have to look it up, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, but there, I... yeah, there's a place in Fort Worth. Uh, it's, it's fucking lame though, because I went in there and I was like, yeah, I can, I can drink some beer and I'll grab a book off the wall and Read just sit, it, yeah. sit in the chair or whatever. And they have like comfy chairs all around, like in the corners and shit. But you go in there and they're just like, they're all fake books. Like oh. they basically, they took all the books and like cut them in half Yeah, yeah, yeah. just to make them, put them on the shelves to make it look like there's a bunch of books and stuff. But Dude, yeah. Or that you can probably, you know how you can buy the fake brick yeah, yeah. wallpaper. It's not yeah. even wallpaper. It's like kind of like a a drywall, but it's the fake brick. They probably have a book version of that. Yeah, it's but I saw what... the place and I was like, hell yeah, let's go in there. Oh, and it was man. a group of us, but it was like, there there it was a um it was a, a business trip kind of thing, and uh, or it was for a, con- a teachers conference. And I didn't really want to associate with anyone I worked with anyway, so I was just gonna <laughs> grab a book and go in the corner, you know, and like right. read or whatever, because that's the ultimate like leave me alone. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm reading a book. I'm reading, yeah. Just yeah. go away. But uh, they were fake, and I was really bummed out. And, oh, uh, then I dude. had to like associate with people I didn't want to. So, because <laughs> <laughs> then it's you know I feel like it's it's more rude to like pull out your phone and do that and right. just ignore people. But if you have a book, then people are like, oh, he's, he's yeah, reading. He's, you know, he's intelligent. Yeah, he's, he's bettering himself. He's <laughs> yeah. not scrolling. TikTok, but you know? yeah, when you're on your phone, they're like, "What an asshole!" Yeah, you know? yeah. but it's the same sentiment. Yeah, um, oh, just... my my move is the earbuds, you know. <clears throat> oh yeah, but what kills me is you put in earbuds, and when somebody's like, and you know, I guess it's getting worse now because they're all like, I got the Bluetooth one, so you can't see that cable. So right, like, but it has a little has a little light on it. No, and I did. It drives me nuts when somebody that they'll come by and like start talking to you, and it's like, what's that now? Yeah. And then oh, the first time is okay. I give him a pass and I'll stick it back in with that same person like 10 minutes later, might come back by and be like, uh, you know, you're like, what Hang now? On. And they're like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I know you're listening to that, but, uh, you know, and I'm like, I'm, and, and I'm actually listening to a book, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like, I'm, I'm really deep in this. And yeah, that's why I got to, you know, you know I, I got a, uh, a Kindle years yeah. ago. I just couldn't do it, man. Cause I was like, man, I, I buy a lot of books. I should, yeah. maybe you just use a Kindle, you know, and t- take up less space but i did it and then i couldn't and i was like i hate this right. i like i like having a physical book in my hand i like turning the pages i like the smell of the books yeah i like for a lot of these i like um uh estate sales and garage sales and stuff this yeah. whole collection the encyclopedia great books uh i got that at a garage sale the complete edition it's like a 1952 oh, super cool. edition the entire set for 20 bucks dude that's nothing yeah, yeah and it's uh and some of my favorites up here i've spent a decent amount of money on some of these though. I got that at, um, I don't remember the name of the bookshop. It's on uh, Congress in Austin. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, um, I, I had already had a copy of leaves of grass, but I saw that and I was like, dude, that binding is so awesome. I know. Yeah. That's it. The binding is what caught me. Yeah. And my, my other one, I, have, <laughs> I don't remember where it is, but the other one I have is nice. It's like a leather binding. Yeah, but yeah. then I saw that and I was like, dude, no, that's, that's super cool. That's super sick. But, uh, yeah, you were talking about like, um, earlier before we started recording we were talking about uh you know esoteric knowledge and uh you know maybe illuminati freemason stuff like that kind of just getting a little deep yeah i have some of that there morals and dogma uh that's a freemason thing oh that's super cool yeah that's uh that that printing was in 1911 may i grab it yeah go ahead yeah it actually this is cool what it, it came with this too 
which was this was someone's initiation pamphlet. Oh, that was with the book when wild. I bought it. Um, this is oh 1919. So yeah, so old. Yeah, the reason I got uh, that is because that's when my grandma was born, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that. 1919 it just sounds cool to me. Right. Know? Like that I wish I was so born in 1919. Cool. I bet the kids that were born in 2020 aren't saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good year to remember. No, no. This is cool, man. I love this. Yeah, yeah. I, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I used to work. One of my, I'm not smashing the pamphlet, am I? No, no, you're good. Okay. Good, yeah. um, one of my older jobs, it was a feller uh, who's one of our bosses, and he was like, part of a fraternity. He was like, cool. Most time when I think fraternity, it's like, you just imagine like, I don't know, popped collars and douchebags, oh, yeah. but like he yeah. was like a cool fraternity guy, you know? Uh, and he was older. I don't even know how that worked. I don't know if he had gone back to college or what, but he was like, I mean, he's probably in his forties and he was like the vice president of this fraternity, all this stuff, but he's also, uh, yeah. Freemason. It was mm-hmm. like, and he was really cool and like had a lot of cool insights. And I was like, man, I'd like to get in that. And then I, I, I left that job and I was like, that could have been my guy. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know. Can like, it, I think I've never even looked into it, but, that stringently but i guess like anybody can join i don't know anybody can join yeah just get up in there and like yeah they're saying is uh to be one ask one so ah. if you know someone who's a freemason you can just ask how to join right do yeah. we just learned about uh they're doing some research on the the house we got into and i don't even know if it was the actual it, the, her name was the same as the person who was on the d before us or, or the original i guess probably the builder of the home but we looked up her name and uh, we found an obituary, and it was like, yeah, she was part of the. Uh, it's another secret society. The Eastern Star. Yes, it's yes, the, yeah. The, that's the female. The f- that's yeah, the, the female version. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude, I was like, and I, and I was like, what is that? And I, I looked it up. Just some kind of religious thing. And I was like, and then I found out, yeah, it's basically yeah. the female version. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, they have they have a they have one for kids too. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, it's called Demolay. That indoctrination early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's the uh, it's, I don't remember the first part. It's something Desmolay is what they call it. Desmolay was uh, a, an important figure in Freemasonry. Um, it, it's all about community, though. You know, yeah. they're they're big into that. I've never I've never met a Freem. I know a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, and uh, never met an asshole. That uh, they're all good people, and they all try to do good things. But yeah, I have a lot of this uh, everywhere. Um, yeah, it's super. Uh <clears throat> it's cool too and then it's it's funny you'll meet like most i've, I've met, met a few like someone that i've known like had good conversations and stuff with but like you know you meet a few through years and it's like it's like yeah they're always like pretty well established cool good people and then and then every now and then you'll meet you'll meet like there's this guy here in waco actually years ago i worked at a refrigeration house just parts and stuff and this guy would come in and he had the you know he had the mm-hmm. uh, he didn't have a ring but he had it tattooed on right there. and he was like he's like yeah he's like but he always had he had this weird story as to why he didn't have the ring, but he had the tattoo and all this stuff, and like that he was kind of like, it was all bullshit, is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was like, I don't think you're free. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there, there there are those people that that uh, they try to join because it, there is this like perception that uh, if you join, then you're like you're good. Mm. Like someone's someone works. There's a you know VP at a bank, and they're going to get you a good job over there. Or they're going to hook you up with some you know way to earn money yeah it's kind of like a it's like a vetting service or yeah because it, it is a fraternity yeah, i mean yeah. it, it it is like a brotherhood but right uh my whole thing with freemasons is just the knowledge because that it shit is wild dude i mean because it you know there's a lot of um the, the the rites and rituals that are like uh based from 
like Egyptian times. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of the the king making ritual. Mm-hmm. It's when they they um, I'm not supposed to talk about this. That's where uh, <laughs> they they lay you down in a coffin and you die uh-huh. and you 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 come back to life. Well, don't talk about. It. I don't want them to come get you. <laughs> no, no, I have protection. My uh, my Templar sword. Oh man, it's okay. super cool, man. Is it that legit or it's just you? Is it like legit, legit? Uh, well, so, uh, I got that at an estate sale of a guy who was, uh, who was, it's legit enough. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, I also have this altar that's, um, has the, the all right. How deep are you in this man? Like, (laughs) what are you not telling me? No, no, man. I I told my, my, my wife, (laughs) um, I feel like, I feel like you're going to cut my head off and put it on the altar. (laughs) No, no, no human sacrifices. (laughs) Uh, no, um, just children. I I like, (laughs) yeah, no, you know, I usually stop at, um, you know, like rabbits and stuff like that, you know, like that's, that's, that's kind of where, you know, some people go a little further, but I feel like there's a, there's, there's a moral gray area that I can't cross, you know? So I stick with animal sacrifices, but, (laughs) um, yeah, I just, I like, um, I like religious artifacts. Like I like, um, I like symbolism. I like a lot of that stuff. Uh, that's why I like the logo on your, your site, you know, the, the triangle triangles, big man, Pythagoras. I mean, that was a big thing, you know, and the, the, uh, with, the the hebrews the the tetragrammaton well like, there was a i mean there was i didn't i didn't ever know that he had like a following too there was like a like as we always hear what pythagorean theorem or whatever that's what he's known for yeah, yeah but it's like but he had like followers and oh, he had like a cult, a cult. Yeah, yeah like a cult yeah i yeah. didn't know that till actually maybe like a month ago i was listening yeah. to some video on youtube and they were they were talking about the cult of uh, and i was like what i just thought he was like a math guy <laughs> it's like, he was yeah but he's like but he also, was a math guy yeah it's like this this cult it was a it. math cult yeah, yeah. it's wild man. Um, it's so cool like like he said he's like these little things like there are that we just take is like just you know normal stuff and it's like the history behind these things are so oh yeah be really convoluted and weird and strange yeah, and yeah. like and like i don't know like i i feel like sometimes we look at the old world like maybe we're we're way more like weird and wild and different now it's like nah, dude like, no. i think they were like doing some really i mean not i don't think it there's there's history that shows like just all the weird stuff that went on yeah back in the and, day. and a lot of it had to be handed down you know mm. word of mouth it was all they they remembered everything and that's why people um someone asked me the other day i was talking about that and um they said do you think that people in ancient times were smarter than us and i i don't know uh on on a general basis but I, I do believe a hundred percent that they had better memories than us. And a lot, and a, often intelligence is equated to people who have really good memories because right. that is one type of, uh, intelligence. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you lived in a time, especially, you know, hunter gatherers are just like, Oh, dumb, dumb Neanderthals and shit like that. Yeah. But like when you had to go out in the world and you had to know everything around you that could kill you, well, even the stuff you were eating. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. When you're you, gathering. So this, like, <laughs> this mushroom uh, is good to eat. Right. This the, one will kill you, and this, and this one will send you to space yeah. with aliens. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> this and is so, God. This one's God. Yeah, yeah. And that that would that would that would have been me yeah, then yeah. Uh, as <laughs> same, now. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I want those. Yeah, I want that one. I like I'm really all. hungry, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh it turns out if I eat those, I don't really feel the need to eat. Yeah, so. yeah. You just, I'm just fine, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 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 so yeah, that was a a big thing is like I think our um I think there's there's science to back it up too. I don't wanna this is my I'm gonna go with this is my opinion because I don't I'm I don't know for sure, but that our brains are smaller now. 
because all, because the, the part of the brain that is memory that that holds all of that it's it, it's not needed anymore well yeah we're, we're everything we're, is at our fingertips right right it's like so it's like at the very at the same time that we're able to learn twice or four times as much we're also opting out to to hang on to that much so this is like like just for instance the few things that you just talked about it's like it's like in my brain i'm like oh yeah i know about this thing or that thing because i've watched like I spend my time on YouTube not watching cat videos, man. I go deep. I go, yeah. I, I was just so much stuff. And yeah, I'll admit, I'm not saying, I understand now. It's like not everything on YouTube is true. Let me just preface that. But yeah. yeah. But I, man, I just try to do, I love all this, all the, like I hated math, science, history, all, not really history back in school, but in school, definitely math and science. Like I hated. Yeah. And like now it's like the older I'm getting and like I can just, there's great teachers on YouTube and stuff, or not even teachers, just people just, uh, respewing the knowledge is already out there, but in a better way. Yeah. And yeah, man, there's like so much stuff you can just get into, but it's like, so when somebody starts talking about, it, I'm like, Oh, well, I, I know. Uh, yeah, I know that. I'm like, but I don't. Yeah. It's like, cause I, I, you have to start talking about it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's that thing. That yeah. thing. Cause there's, there's so much information that I can just jam in there, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not forced to remember it because I, well, I'll just pull it back up on Google or whatever. Anytime I need to do that. Yeah. Um, we have the, the breath. Yeah. So when someone mentions something like, yeah, I know that, but I don't, I don't remember the details, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like embarrassing. You're like, oh, I feel so smart because in my head, I know these things, but <laughs> I can't recall. You got to dig the, it out. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. So it's in a way it's like, what's better, you know? But anyway. Yeah. No. I, and um, yeah. What, what is better? I don't know. But I, I felt lately like there's some things that I, I felt like when I was younger, I could remember so easily. And now it is that like my brain is just developed. It's kind of like evolved into this uh, pump and dump scheme where yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, you don't need to hold on to anything anymore. Right, we'll, right. Just, we'll find it. Whenever well, you need even it. simple stuff like uh, me and my gal on the, the drive this morning, we were actually talking about the crippling, cripplingness of my calendar that I've put on my, like, so I used to not be a calendar guy at all. I was like just a hippy dippy musician, just like, well, what's in front of me? Let's do that. And over the past few years with, the, you know, all this, like, we've got a festival, I've got the music, i got like life, i got family, yeah. I've got job. It's a lot. It's a, it's actually too much. I'm kind of getting to a point where I need, I'm like wanting to reel it back. You know, there's no reason to be doing all that shit. It's, it's just too much. But, but, but because of all that stuff and because I've opted out of like just keeping a little memory, my calendar, not only do I have like this meeting to, to meet up, that that's something that should be on a calendar. But I'll put in there like steps for my day, like 2 p.m., go you know i know i'm gonna be out for lunch grab dog food you know 3 p.m or, or let's say 6 p.m you're back at the house uh you know put in laundry stuff like yeah. that and it's yeah. like there was a point where i don't know maybe i listened to too too many you know youtube videos of people talking about success or whatever whatever gave me that idea that that was a good idea to like schedule my life out that and it probably is a good thing but the moment the moment you get behind or off then you like start putting yourself down oh i didn't get this thing done on my yeah. it's like dude it, it's a reminder to grab dog food yeah like, but it's, but it's like, I've even opted out to keep that little bit of memory in to like, that's the dude, just not that long ago. You know, I both know it's like, yeah, you wake up like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thursday, we probably need to grab dog food. And while I'm out, I'm going to grab grocery and like all that stuff you just kept in your brain. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here literally putting it by yeah. the hour in my calendar for the day. And yeah, it's like, it's like that. It just drives you nuts. It's like, it's like, we have too much input now. We have too much stuff happening now. Even if you're not involved in music, running a festival and doing all, it's like everybody still has, yeah, you know, yeah. they, you know, they have, they, if they don't have that, they have kids and a job and they got car payments and they, and, you know, they got to plan the, the, the trip to see their parents or, or do whatever. Like everybody has so much shit to do. 
And he's like, we need to, I, me anyway, I'm like trying to find a way to not have shit to do. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to reverse the progress or anything like that. I'm not going to fall off the face of the earth, but just like, I, I think with technology too, it's like we can absorb more, more information, but we can also absorb like, not even absorb, but plan more things because we have access to so many things yeah. at your fingertips and we're almost, you know, whether you're diagnosed or not, just like ADD about everything yeah. in the phone and stuff and, and the technology. Although it's, it's a give, it's a gift and it's, and it's made life a lot better. It's also, I think, making it worse in a way. You're just like, you're so worried about this, this and that. And then even if you're not worried about it, you jump on social media and fall into that pit trap, you know, and, and it's just like, I love technology and stuff, but it's, I don't know. I feel like collectively even, cause you're hearing, I'm not the only one saying these things, but like everybody's, I think we're kind of like getting to that point where it's like, well, most, you know, there's plenty of people who are just sitting on TikTok right now and they don't give it, they're just sucking it up. They don't care. Yeah, but yeah. I think, I think a good portion of people are realizing like social media is like our generation cigarettes where everyone's just doing it. Cause there's no consequences. No, one, you know, but we're starting to see it and like, yeah. but, um, anyway, I got off on the weeds. And no, no, you're good. Tied it all together and brought it, it to it social is, media. It is all, it is creating. More. As we're creating content right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like, <laughs> Our content is, um, is I am complicit in uh, creating more mental illness right. uh, because of social <laughs> me, media. Me too, me too. <laughs> content. Hey, well, that's what it is. We're, I'm mentally ill people making content for mentally ill people, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just feeding each other. Yeah. It's like, like, have you ever... You know, like people uh, who have Tourette's, if like if they're around somebody else with with Tourette's and they have a tick, they'll adapt their tick. Have you ever heard no, of that? No. So it's, I wonder if it's the same thing. It's like we're all just like, it's like we're making content, talking about being depressed, or we are depressed, or mental illness, and then all these other people are like, well, I'm mentally ill too, or 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 what's the newest thing? Is everybody's uh, everyone everyone thinks that they're autistic? Have <laughs> you noticed? Oh that? yeah, like like yeah yeah. Like that's become more like a mainstream thing that like, oh yeah, high functioning autism is like a pretty normal thing. So like everybody who like gets distracted at one point in their day, they're like, yeah, I think I'm a little autistic. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, no, you're not autistic. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, there's a lot more, I think, um, claims of neurodivergency yeah, yeah. and it's like, dude, it, I think neuro being neurodivergent is a thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, the majority of you are not. You're just kind of a niche of weird. Right. And other people are like you. It doesn't mean that you're neurodivergent. It means you're just a little weird. Okay. Right. And, and what and then you know that used to be cool too. Like what's that's okay. You can be a little weird, you know? Yeah. You don't gotta put a label on like, oh I'm ADD or I'm a neurodivergent or I'm autistic. Or it's like it's like you're just a weirdo, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying it and, and it's like and I'm well, first of all it's a good thing to be a weirdo. Yeah, and 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 it's not saying anything negative about anyone who is you know, who has been diagnosed with autism or as some other kind of neurodivergency, but it is one of those things where people like they, they try to latch onto labels. Yes. And they, we they all want to put ourselves those, in little neat boxes. And they don't need to be there. Yeah. We don't need those labels. Right. You don't need them. You don't have to be in a crowd. You know, you don't have to try to fit in some way. Just right. be weird on your own. And if other people are weird like you, then you're going to fit in somewhere, you know? Right. So, it's, well, I mean, uh, yeah, because I got, you know, as a kid, I had the whole ADD like diagnosis, if you want to call it a diagnosis. And I, I was always like, I hated that. I was like, no, I'm not. And like, you know, went through Adderall, all that crazy crap as a kid, you know? And then like the older I get, like in recent times, yeah, it's everyone's like, oh, I'm ADD. I'm ADD. And like, oh my God, we're probably all ADD. One, it was a BS diagnosis in the first place, yeah. but it's like, but when you got a phone, 
and a calendar and a scheduler and I don't know. There's always too much there's, going there's on. There's more things to take our attention away from right. uh, what's important, you know? Um, but yeah. And, and so what, what's important brings me back to uh, your, <laughs> your trip to Ireland. Oh, I can take, so, I can take you down some squirrel holes. Man. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I had a thought back then. Okay. So I was thinking of like some, uh, some lyrics and some of your songs and you said uh, you felt rejuvenated at one point in the bathroom at the Irish bar. Would that have anything to do with uh, an ounce of cocaine that you talked about in uh, one of your? <laughs> I don't know, man. Those songs are character songs. Yeah, yeah, know. okay. They okay. have nothing to do with me. Yeah. All uh, right. So, you, but you said you didn't do music around the world. No, no. I mean, but I've, those trips definitely inspired you in some way, right? right to make yeah. some of those songs. Yeah, I've been, I've been making. I mean, I've been writing since like twelve. Yeah. Like, before I could play guitar, so really just my journal to the world, and then. Uh, and then yeah, the more <laughs> to the world, <laughs> like to the ten people that are on my Spotify. <laughs> but uh, it'll be the world yeah, eventually, yeah, though. Yeah, when I'm like forty years after I'm dead, you know, that's when the, the yeah, that's yeah, when somebody when the, when somebody else can claim the royalties, that's when it usually oh, yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I found this guy. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> I have a theory on that because you know, there's all these crazy, awesome songwriters or artists that like, especially in like the the old Delta Blues world, yeah, that, yeah. like you know they have their fame long after they're dead it's like i wonder how much that had to do with like royalty rights and like you know after a certain period of time like a uh, a production co- not production but a uh, um whatever i lost it the labels or? yeah i'm not a label but a publishing publishing company, publishing company, yeah. company uh it, you know they're like all right well that now that that's the 15 20 year clause okay now right. let's blow their music yeah. up so we can collect all the money <laughs> Yeah, well, and a lot um, of times I think it's uh, th- there. There might be some some material that an artist records, but then mm-hmm. they're like, I just don't know if it holds up to to other things I've done. Right. But then they die, and then their family is like, let's make some money off right, this shit, right. you know. So they just like throw it out there, you right. know. I felt like that probably happened with uh, like uh, Towns Van Zant or something, yeah, you yeah. know, where <laughs> like I think he was pretty popular in, in small groups mm-hmm. but then after he died it just kind of like i started hearing him more like oh yeah in shows and stuff his music was picked up as what do they call that when when they use your um there's a word for that when they use your music in tv shows and oh it's like scoring and stuff yeah I, something like that I, I don't know but but yeah it's like th- that happens and then all of a sudden you you start hearing them in in movies and tv shows and stuff and yeah and like uh, Blaze Foley, you know, I yeah. I'd never heard of Blaze Foley, right? Uh, and then I heard some of his songs. I don't remember where, but I I stumbled upon him. I think it was just some random YouTube, just like autoplay thing. It's uh, like, oh, you like Towns? Yeah, check out this and guy. That, that's exactly how I found Blaze was through Towns, uh, but through I read a, I bought a book. I was obsessed with Towns and bought a book, and it kept mentioning you know his friends and one of them being Blaze and who's a Blaze guy, and then. Yeah. yeah, back when CDs were, you still ordered yeah, CDs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then uh, they, they made a. Have you seen the movie? The, yeah, then the movie. Now he's like this, like, yeah, dude, like he's he's hipster central, like God now, and it's like, and and I'm not mad about it. I'm not, but it's, you know, or it's like that with any cool thing you find on your own, and then like it's like, oh, cool, it's this niche little thing, and then yeah. when something like that, it, it does, I I'll admit it, it does take away a little bit. It's like because then it's just like some, I don't know some dorks and they're like like oh yeah you're like blaze foley i'm like yes dude like <laughs> i didn't watch the movie yesterday and become a blaze foley fan yeah you know? and, and like i remember what that happened with uh 
kind of a more local reference and, and current reference, you know, I don't know. Have you been living in Waco for? Yeah. Yeah. So you remember when the radio station 92.9 shooter, yeah, yeah. and they came to town and they really were playing like their whole slogan was young guns and lips. Yeah. They're playing classic country and like all new Texas red dirt. And like, really we call it Texas red dirt, but you know, reckless Kelly and people like that are nowhere near here. Like, yeah. like, you know, that kind of music. But one of those was, Whiskey Myers. I and mean, we had been turned on to Whiskey Myers for like four or five years because we, we had a band back in like high school and stuff. And that was like, oh, yeah, this is, these guys are cool as shit. You know, yeah. trying to hang out with them and stuff like back in the day at shows and stuff like yeah. way back. And I remember when that radio station came along, they, they do, they ruined what Broken Windows Serenade. Remember that yeah. song? Yeah. Ruined that song. They played it over and over and over. And then it was like, you know, the preppy girls from like Baylor were like, yeah. You listen to Texas Country? I'm like, yeah, I do actually. That's really cool. Like, yeah, yeah. You ever like Brooklyn Window Serenade? And I'm like, thanks, you ruined it. I, it's I, done. I, it's yeah. done. I don't. I, I like that was the day I quit like whiskey. My, I mean, I, I don't dislike. No, him, I, I've, I, was like, I, I know what you mean, but it, it takes away that spark. Where you're like, I, this is my thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, I felt that way. But you also want your artist that you like to grow and yeah, be better, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's a weird double-edged sword. No, I, I, I try not to do that anymore. You know, if yeah. someone else, I'm like. You don't know. You don't. You don't really like that person. Yeah. But yeah. Now I'm just like I don't. You don't know the way I know, man. I just, <laughs> yeah. Those guys are from Palestine, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of pretty pretty local, I guess. Yeah. But um. Well, they, yeah. They had. You know, they were really welcomed into. Like I said, Shofs always brought them in. Yeah. Belton, and then they were doing like stuff in Wake. They were they were around here yeah. quite a bit on their rise up. But but yeah. back to yeah, Town and Blaze is like yeah, like those guys like go down as like Americana legends because yeah. of, yeah. but like you said, in their time, I, I think from what I've read up on like towns definitely got to play around a good bit. Like he definitely had a listening room crowd that would follow him around. Like, but like from what I can understand about blaze from everything I've read up and just like watching YouTube interviews yeah. and stuff is that like, he was pretty irrelevant. And then he had the song, you know, what Merle Clay Haggard, pigeons, uh, well, John Prine. Well, yeah, but Merle, Merle Haggard blew up one of his songs. Um, I'm totally blanking on it right now, but, but even that didn't like launch his career. Yeah. Like he was just kind of still in the shadows. Like people were like, here's Merle Haggard, like sending away with this song. But, yeah. um, um, Oh, if it's, it's, if I can only fly. Oh yeah. Merle Haggard did that. Yeah. And like, and then right around that same time, you know, you got Willie doing, uh, uh, town songs. So mm -hmm. both, but towns got a bump from that, from what I understand. And I, I'm talking completely just from, what I've read and no, but I don't, I don't think Blaze yeah, ever Willie got and, much. Wasn't that Willie and Merle that did, uh, or was it Waylon? So they did, no, uh, Waylon and, and Willie did uh, Poncho and Lefty. Poncho and Lefty. And then Merle Haggard did uh, If I Could Only Fly. Okay, yeah. But I don't think If I Could Only Fly was as a big a hit as those, but it was still like a hit, you know? Yeah, I, I, I do, and it's probably blasphemy, but I like their version of Poncho and Lefty better than, than Towns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like the production with it and right, stuff. It was, right. I thought it was cool, but. Yeah, and there's a there's there the cadence is different. In yeah, both of yeah, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, yeah, because anytime you take a spoonful of towns, like just put your head down and like you got to get into. You know what I mean? It's like you, yeah, it's a different thing. There when they do poncho and left ear, like this is a cool uh, pictacor. You know, it's like you can imagine the story and like in a almost like a a playful and even the music video that associates with that that song that they do is like very <laughs> playful and like yeah, yeah. The, the western kind of yeah. like. This is a this would make a great short film, but these two dusty old cowboys that you know, um, or and and but then you hear Towns do it, you're like, oh man, to, to clearly like Towns is painting himself as a, 
as maybe even both the characters at different points in his life or yeah. something. And it's like, you got the one that it's very different know. feel between yeah, the two. Yeah. yeah. Just like, ah, oh, that hits, that hurts a little yeah. bit, you know, which is kind of all towns. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And, um, well, the most recent, I guess, towns thing is, uh, that I heard, uh, was, uh, I guess, I don't know if you, maybe a year. Yeah. It was about a year ago. I started listening to uh Coulter wall. Oh yeah. And then yeah. he did the, the town song. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. like, Dude, okay, so the guitar in that in that song, he like well, a lot of the Coulter Wall stuff from that um Imaginary Appalachia, mm-hmm. that album. Uh your Dreamer's Last Drifter. Yeah. It's like uh so I just gotta say that some overdrive mm-hmm. drenched in reverb with maybe a little bit of chorus, you know, things like that. Dude, that's that's like my shit now. So anytime I hear that, I'm like, yeah, that's I that that's just like that's like that's like my favorite sonic like sound mm-hmm. now. So between uh between your two albums, that one, uh and I think some carried over to uh uh pulling, pulling teeth, teeth yeah. but that that sound is just like uh, it's just like you know like it kind of gives me goosebumps. I really like that, <laughs> well, that, you, that sound and, and, and the, the grit in your voice just like goes perfectly with that kind of like wall of not the Phil Spector wall of sound, but it's like your own wall of sound, Yeah, you know, but Boy, it, it's a, yeah, I've pretty much, and I'm not talking from a gearhead. I don't have, to, I really, I'm sure I'm pushing things into things that shouldn't be pushed into and all that. Like I don't, I'm not going to sit here and claim like I know, my board and stuff it's like i like the way this sounds this sounds this sounds but what that's what that's turned into is i run a a washburn uh parlor guitar through an old solid state yeah not a not even a tube yeah you know, everyone's like oh you asshole you gotta but have it, to. <laughs> it's a solid state uh fender uh 60 watt and then but on the board yeah I, you know i, I use a lot of i got a digital delay i got a analog delay and, and i'll run them both at the same time sometimes and i've got during Dreamers last drifter, I was still actually using a Boss Overdrive, believe it or not, and then a. But now I use it like a little Soul Gravy that my other old yeah. guitar player gave to me, Tyler Ralston. It's Electro Harmonix. Yeah, 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 love it, love that thing, yeah. and it, it fits what I do even better. But yeah, I just push. But it's an acoustic guitar through a yeah. through an amp through well through a pedal board into an amp. But yeah, it's delay, reverb, tremolo. Like I yeah. like very spacey stuff, and because it's like when I'm doing my solo stuff, I just got so bored with just. I mean, I I used to strum, then I picked up finger picking. I was like, this is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. and then you even you're like, I don't do it as much now. And we can talk about that. Like I've slowed down considerably because things are just so much different. But um, but back in the day, man, just two or three gigs a week by yourself acoustically, you gotta do something. You, you know, lose man. your mind. Yeah. And that maybe developed that sound and and yeah, it's lost on this current. The, we can talk about that too. But the, the current record is a it's a it's it needs deserves to be talked about but yeah there's there's a record that i'm that i just did with uh jimmy nutt down in alabama it's like 14 songs so we're gonna probably split it up into two seven song short albums but it's kind of it's gonna be more like my first one like i'm it's just me there's no we might we might add some little effects and stuff in on the back end but i've got like a korg uh mono synth you know mm-hmm. like i want to put some of that like way layers in the back so it's like it's like acoustic songs like songwriter songs but you've got this driven acoustic guitar and then put some of those elements in the background and stuff and kind of and one i just like that stuff but i also think it just so happens i like it but it also so happens that that's kind of you hear that a lot in contemporary music now is like we're all kind of getting 
I think like the synth, the synths had their, their day in like the eighties and they used them completely wrong and everything was just high pitch and like, and now we're like, Oh, there's these low notes on synths and finding like, all the atmosphere in there. Yeah. And yeah. like, and, uh, so it's cool that it's kind of in right now and I'm also, I'm into it too. So it's like, let's too. just keep playing <laughs> around with, let's make like, so this ethereal sound, yeah. but with some hard hitting lyrics that punch you in the gut a little Hell bit yeah. and like, and, uh, but but yeah, so the next record that will be coming out, or there might even, we have we have more of that full band record because that was supposed to be one full length. Okay, it was going to be like twelve songs, and uh, the guys at Smith Music up in Fort Worth, they're like, they're like, don't do that. They're like, split it up. All you need is seven songs to be considered an album, and they're like, so add a few more songs and make two records. And I'm like, okay, makes sense. Yeah. So we we have pretty much just needs to be mastered right now. Uh another like seven full band okay. songs but then i have the 14 yeah that are just just me and that's still that'll probably to be another year maybe next winter i'll start releasing that stuff okay but uh but it'll be kind of back to how i started but hopefully i'm better at singing and i play to a click now on the record so it's not all mixed up and shitty sounding <laughs> no i i do i mean honestly <clears throat> if if someone asked do you think he's playing to a click or not i wouldn't have been able to <laughs> there, just, there's some moments there's some but because moments. i it just has a i think it, it the, the there's so much of the the feel in there that it doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't matter right. i don't think you know um but with uh i i mean i love dude i like both the albums a lot and and they are very different you know there's there's you that is the the piece that you still have the vocals there that kind of brings it all together but <clears throat> The first time I listened to uh, Best Spaghetti Western, I was like, mm -hmm. dude, this song is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's great, dude. It's like, it has so many elements that I like to it. <clears throat> the little lead licks in there, you know, and then the the bass is, was like the cherry on top for me though. Cause mm -hmm. it was like almost this like, uh, like a, a frantic, like funk bass sort of. And, and I was like, dude, yeah, that's, that's sick. You that's know? exactly what it was. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's our, uh um right now we're going through growing pains and stuff but at the time we had a we had a solid i mean basically some of your old friends ghost dance guys they're uh they're helping me out play right now because we had but we but before that we had well chris was with us helping yeah. us out and then but i had tyler ralston on lead guitar and joel allen on bass and joel wants to be a lead player and is a lead i mean he can play a lot of instruments so not all the time was his was his bass playing ideal you know because it's like play bass you know right but in that song dude he started ripping that up you know because that that song turned started as a uh uh a jam we were just you know tyler just and he's a he plays all the guitar on that second record but he uh you know he's really ethereal like him and i are on the same wavelength he's just unfortunately or not unfortunately you know we're getting older like he's got a good job and stuff and he's like dude i don't want to keep chasing this stuff so he wanted to back down from the band but uh still willing to do some studio work Dang. and stuff but um but he, uh, yeah, he's comes up with just some really intricate kind of stuff. It's it's pretty straightforward, but it's like, it's him. It's very uniquely him, even yeah. though it's like, you could hear, anybody could play what he's playing, but to come up with it and play it the way he plays it, I think it, you yeah. take somebody with that brainwave. But but back to Joel, like, yeah, he, we would just, we would, Tyler would, and then I started just hitting the bar chords, two chords. Yeah. And now the chorus it drops down, but it's two chords the whole song. And then. Joel was over there, tuck -a -tuck -a -tuck -a -tuck -a yeah. and then I went home from practice and that was just that and it's a spaghetti western it's not like it's innovative or nothing but words just started the cadence I saw, I don't know like I'm 
songs come to me all different ways, but sometimes like that, I just hear a cadence in my head and it's like, and it's like, oh, the syllables that can just be in there. And then by I got home from, it's like a, I was, I was living in Waco at the time. So I drove from Temple to Waco from band practice and then wrote that whole song in like 10 minutes. And yeah. it's it, a few words were tweaked, but yeah. for the most part, like 10 minutes, it was one of those just fell out. And I was like, well, this will be fun. This And I remember I went back to practice the next week. I'm like, well, cool. We'll just add this to the set to fill time. Kind of one of them songs, and people dig it. <laughs> people dig that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, let me. And it's fun to play. It's. I don't hate it. It's not one of those. You know, a lot of guys. Their 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 hit song. They hate. Yeah, to play. yeah. We don't yeah. hate to play it, but it's definitely like, man, I got all these songs over here that I put yeah. so much heart into. But that's that, what, that's it, how it goes. It is. It is a bit of a burden to <laughs> that's carry. That's how it goes. Yeah. But the, when, when your when your burden is uh, that people like your song so much they want you to play it. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's like that's that's can't, that's, can't that's be a, mad about that's that. That's when I'll 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 slap on the backpack, man. Just right. jump in. I'll carry yeah. that burden. Oh, but, for sure, dude. But sure. let me so let me tell you how I gauge um, the catchiness of a song is I look in my rearview mirror and if my son is jamming, <laughs> it's it's there. Yeah. And dude, I would I would put on. Um, the uh, just random stuff all the time i mean I, I listen to every you know i'll have some some folk and some you know metal whatever it's all over the place right and and there's certain songs a lot of them my son's just like what are we listening to but in all those genres <laughs> yeah there'll be a, there'll be a song or two in all those genres i'll put on and it just has something there mm. and i'll just see him jamming in the background and this drum set here is that's his okay, uh, okay. i've started him he's seven. Oh, that's and awesome, uh, and he's he started playing he's he's starting to get like the click yeah. I'm, I'm very strict on him playing with the click but yeah. um I put on Best Spaghetti Western, and uh, he he was jamming, dude. Like I just see him. I see a little bit of nodding at first, and then I see him. You know, he's just yeah. It you know, makes you, you like want to just get after. And it, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's it. This is the one. <laughs> so that's how I knew, man. Hell it's yeah. the same reaction he has for like Seven Nation Army. Oh, the cool, white stripes, cool, like the, yeah, like yeah. those. I mean, like Queen. When I put yeah, Queen on, when I put you know. Um, uh, um, burning down the house. What are they called? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know the song. I know the song. Th- those like yeah. super catchy songs that you know you put on. And you're like, yeah, hell yeah. It's he had the same reaction, and that's that's when I knew I was like, this is the one. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one of them. Uh, yeah, it's funny, dude. Um, you know, I mentioned Smith up there. Like we, I've just done CD Baby for my first one, and then I was fortunate enough to kind of get brought onto those guys, and and uh, you know they got a lot going on. They got a lot of people to take care of, and I don't have big numbers nothing like that so i sent them the singles and i wanted that to be one of the singles and they were like uh uh-uh. and they're like we're gonna do these other three songs like and i'm like okay i think everybody this is a good single yeah um which it's it came out they're with the fucking album. high <laughs> dustin <laughs> i mean i like the other songs too that they, they chose but i was like I was like, this is this is such single material because it is catchy and stuff like that. Like yeah. You want the most catchy, goofy one, and then you put all the stuff that means something to you on the back end, and then people can go find that, you know. Yeah. But um, but not only that, but the three they chose for our singles were they're all they're actually all heartbreak songs. It was words is kind of a heartbreak song, yeah. Uh, Dangerous uh, heartbreak song, and I can't even remember what the third one was. I'm kind of losing my mind right now. But, yeah, I like Dangerous a lot too. Yeah, and, and I do too. I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, you know, words is a song I really like too. I feel like we could have done different things in the studio with it, but whatever. Um, it maybe I'll release an acoustic version of it one of these days or something. But, but no, but yeah, but spaghetti like, 
we knew it was, you know, in rehearsal, I was like, this is fucking fun, you know? And the first time we ever played it for anybody was actually at now, you know, we just passed our third year of In a Jam Down by the Rivers, mm-hmm. our, our music festival, you know, but the first year we did it, it was 2020 or whatever. And uh, it was like, um, it was a ragtag kind of thing. Like a bunch of people had had off for another festival, got canceled because of COVID and all that. We yeah. were like, and then it's just a weird series of events that we had the venue, we had the artists, like, let's do it, you know? And that was the first time we played that song. And there's actually a cell phone video somewhere, but there's this dude that somebody had brought, because it was a small the first year, you know, it was just mostly just friends where I was hanging out. Nobody had anywhere to play or nowhere to be, so we all hung out and played. And somebody brought this guy, and he was pretty lit up the whole weekend. And uh, I didn't even know, but behind the stage, uh, you know, instead of it being backstage, it's just like that's where the bathrooms are, mm-hmm. you know. And this guy comes out of the bathroom, looks over, and it's right in the dun, 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 and we're all kind of, you know, it's and he's in the background like headbanging <laughs> and stuff, and it's a hilarious thing, and like everyone was genuinely like they'll always give us whoops and hollers because they're our friends but like everyone was genuinely like hell yeah, yeah. fired up and we were like well this might be a, and we we got into it too like back back you know back then we had uh he's he's a waco kid a cody ellinger ellinger or ellinger yeah. you know good kid but man he he'll be on next the, month yeah he can beat the hell out of some drums you know yeah, yeah. like my ears are still messed up a little bit from that guy <laughs> but but we got into it man we got into it and he was and you know i guess i can attribute him because he was he was jamming with us when we wrote that yeah. so like his drum beat started that so yeah i i i shouldn't have left him out of that he's you could say he's part of putting that song together too but we played it and like yeah we were in vibe and everybody's vibing it's like and then the, our producer he's like you know this yeah it's like i know you don't care for it that much but like which i i, I keep saying i do like the song but but he's like, this is going to be your, your song, which now we're to the point we need to, what we talked about earlier, maybe we can uh, get together and work. I haven't run any, on the newest release, I didn't do any promotions. I was like, you know, I want to see what it does just by itself. And, you know, we released like the music videos and stuff like that. And I've posted, I did all that organically mm-hmm. and it got, it got some decent traction. But I, th- I think if there was one to, you know, put a little budget on and like spend some advertising on maybe that one and see what it could do, you know, because yeah. it might be the one that captures some other people and then they'll find the depressing shit. <laughs> and then I'm like, they're all right, but we like this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm cool with an organic release, but that song needs yeah. some kind of backing. Oh yeah. I'm not even, I'm not like, I'm not like a purist or anything like that. I've done, I've done plenty of advertising yeah. run it as, but it was like, I really am at a point in my, I hate to even call it my career, but like, you know, a lot of things changed since COVID. I've changed a lot just the past few years. And like life is, is, you know, I mean, like you said, you're a father, you know, you have a home, you have responsibilities. And it's like, like I just turned 30 and like, I don't have a kid or nothing like that yet, but it's like, you know, I got a good gal now. And like, we got a little house and it's like, I'm at that weird spot where it's like, you know, to be, to be a Towns Vincent, you, you kind of got to, throw all that away and i've done that for a long time yeah and and then but then you wake up one day and you're like well yeah towns might be you know mecca or god to myself or others but like you know what he had to give to get that and then there's a counter argument to even that last statement it's like do you have to give that to get that do you have to ruin your life in a way to to be remembered in that way and and i don't know if i'd rather be remembered or be not remembered. I, I don't know if I'd if I would want to be remembered and die horrifically from basically alcoholism and 
bones falling apart or yeah. broken hip, uh, you know, at 50 years old, which, yeah. you know, that that's coming up in a few days is, you know, they do the big wake down at uh, the old quarter. Um, it's like, do you want that? Or I want to be less remembered, but like, I can live to see maybe grandchildren one day or maybe, and it's not even, I'm not even the type of person that wants to grow old, old, but like, yeah, I want to be functional while I'm here. And for many years I haven't been functional, you know, I've been done enough to like write songs and like blackout drunk in the car every night. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, you just can't, you just, I think you got to get to a crossroads. Like, is that what I want? Is that what I want to do? Truthfully, you know? And, uh, and is it, does it even make this, like, there, there's this belief in my head that, like, that's what makes the songs. That's what makes it. It's like, no, dude, like, I've been writing songs since I was 12 years old, long before I ever touched alcohol or yeah. any other, you know, random things. But, things uh, that rejuvenated yeah. you in the bathroom <laughs> yeah. in the Irish pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and I've never, on that, I've never had an issue with any anything. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've yeah. just been a sampler. Most people know? don't have an issue with it, right. just so everyone knows. Right, I'm right. very clear on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's like a lot of people can just play play around with these things, but do do caution. This is a cautionary tale because you'll wake up and be thirty and like, what am I doing with my yeah. life? You know, it's yeah. like um, everyone has everyone is addicted to something. Right. Just right. try to channel that ad- addiction to positive things. Right. Like playing and, music. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what. Yeah, I can make music and 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 even you know talk about addictions like. Um, I've been talking a lot to my gal and friends on the, on this very thing lately has been what I've been going through is kind of like for years I was just focused on being a writer and like making good music. And then that writing capability finally got me to a point. My voice finally got, it's still working on that too. But like it, it all finally got to a point where people were like, yeah, man, we like this stuff. And, and then I was like, cool. And then that led me to a, even a step above that where they're like, I think you could do something with this. And then, you know, your community, your local scene starts embracing that. And I'd spent all these years being like, no, I'm just going to be the writer in the background to like overnight being like my brain switched and like, oh yeah, I am the guy. I can be the guy. I'm going to be the guy. And I'd never been that guy. Yeah. And, and then going through COVID and like that slowed down the momentum and, you know, went through all the, that we put so much energy into the band and you talk about like addiction or whatever. It's like, I was addicted to, I caught myself being addicted to, we got to play the next show. We got to release something. We got to get this stuff out there. We got to do this. We got to stay on this buzz. We got to stay on this high. Like everyone's on our shit. They think we're the coolest thing. Like I, I've never had, and it's, it's weird. I've always been in the shadows. And then the one time I get in the spotlight in my life, it went right to my, and I wasn't even preface, never been in a huge spotlight. Yeah. And that's what's scary. It's like, I tell, I tell, I tell my friends or my gal, she's heard this spill a million times. It's like, I'm almost terrified what would happen if I did get put in a real spotlight. It's like, yeah. I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd fare very well. So, but it's cool that I'm catching it now. And it's like, yeah, it's like, so, and you know that with what comes with that is like, instead of being stoked that like a friend, a, a true friend is like doing well or something. It's like, you don't hate the friend, but you're like, Oh, well, I guess I suck then. Cause if, if they're making it, I'm not. And like, yeah. and it's like, that's so sad. So sad. And I've, I've caught myself in that over the past like year or so, or a couple of years. And like, yeah, I'm in a weird spot. Just kind of like <laughs> quit booking shows. Uh, you know, we have this show literally tonight, but that they called us up on it. Kind of think somebody else canceled. And it's like, yeah, we'll do it. But, uh, we were rehearsing the other night and it still is like, this doesn't feel right. Where, where's yeah. this one at tonight? Uh, the Rustic Tap in Austin. It's not, you okay. know, it's just just like a little college bar kind of place, okay. which the conversation we had there tonight, it's like, look, nobody's paying shit anymore. Not that they ever did before, but like now yeah. it's, 
it's even worse. Like everyone's staring at TikTok and Instagram. They don't come to shows. They don't go to their local bar to discover a new band, but they do go to their local venues to see a band that they already like. And then if the opening band is cool enough, they might follow them. Yeah. It's like, dude, let's quit shotgun blasting. Like all these stupid little bars that we don't care to play in. And they don't care that we're there. They don't pay us any, like there's no, you have to rationalize and be like, everything's a, a, a give and a take. Like, well, if I'm not making money, uh, at least I'm enjoying it. Oh, I'm not enjoying this show. Or no, I'm not speaking of tonight, but I'm saying like, nah, okay, so let's not do that. Or it's, I don't really enjoy the show, but man, they're paying us a lot of money. But when you're not getting either one of those, well, you need to find stuff. So that's where we're at now. It's like, let's, let's build a set, uh, build something we can be proud of, and then go, and then move forward into that, like, and just start pestering, like, our, our favorite local bands who have traction or our favorite even regional touring acts like hey man like you ever been down to fort worth and played tulips like they're like you know hit them up on instagram or whatever and just be like well we'll we'll go contact them we'll set the you know we'll set the whole thing up we'll do all the legwork we'll sell your merch whatever like but we want to see you play for one and two like we want to open up for you and like and that's a music crowd but so we're kind of going through a metamorphosis in a way like we're we're slowing down to speed up you know mm. it's like it's like we've been just or i've been just head head full charge into like the wrong direction i feel like you know and, and like you just you just do what you think you're supposed to do which is play as many shows meet as many people like post every day on social media and like i just recently i took my apps back off my phone like they're not on my phone mm. right now it's like dude because even that stuff it's like i didn't have an instagram till like four or five years ago because of music they're like you need an instagram yeah, okay yeah put my shows on there do a story every day doing little stories of where i'm at what i'm doing and that was never me that's not my personality yeah, yeah. at all but it's become that because of this well this is a tool for my trade yeah kind of adapting to the right and then and then you stop that's another thing you've got to rationalize and like how many people have ever come up to me at my show and said yeah we're here because we saw your instagram post right. zero i've never had anybody say that and like it, i'm not saying it's not powerful and you can't get information out but i'm too weak like I, I can't get on there and post about a show and get off of it. I'll get on there and then I'm, you know, what, what's this? What's that? And then yeah. <laughs> an hour goes by and then I feel bad about it. Yeah. And then my whole day feels bad about it. It's like, anyway, so kind of going through a little metamorphosis. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's, um, uh, I, I've, I've been there before on, I was actually just thinking about this a couple of days ago. I don't know what it was that they got me on the, the, uh, this train of thought, but it was the whole thing about like friends that are <clears throat> doing things and they're have some degree of success and you're like, that, that guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. How does yeah. that happen? Right. But yeah. That's, and I used to do that all the time, man. I've, I, I've, I think I, sometimes I, I still fall back to that every oh, now yeah. and then. We all, we're all human. We're all dumb animals. But like. yeah, the goal is to just like, okay, just be, be happy for your friends, you know? And, and I think that I'll, that'll, you know, kind of reciprocate. It'll, it'll come back around and, it's karma man well it's it's for yourself too i mean like <clears throat> like i don't want to say that <clears throat> like like you you have to yeah when you when you get on social media whatever that is and you and you see the friend doing the cool thing or whatever or maybe you're in person even you see that they're gonna play this festival or you're at that festival and they're playing it or whatever or something and and you're like you know, I, I, for me, I'll just speak personally. For me, it's like I've, I've been, I'm at the point in my musical career where it's like there's people that I, that I know respect me and I respect them like musically. And we've both been, 
we've both sat next to each other song swapping on a stage that we booked together and like those people are up and out and like doing it big doing it big big some of them like some big i won't not drop any names but some big people and i'm like in the yeah it's kind of like he's like hell yeah man he made it or she made it you know and then there but then there's this part like why i made it and that's so so stupid it's a trap it's like just and then you but you gotta sit back and like instead of looking at what they got and you don't got and this is a, this is an age-old proverb it's not mine but it's like you have to have to look in yourself what what do i have and then like for myself and be like well four five years ago i had just moved back to texas i was just kind of like existing had a job i was just kind of existing and it's like and five years later i've got four times the friends that i had then like real friends that care about me and i care about them we run a music well, that's the most random thing we run a music festival now i'm on this you invited me to come on a podcast here you know you're cool people i got a new friend you know <laughs> Uh, I got a, I, I can book most places I want to play. I got a, I got a group of guys that want to follow me and play music with me, even though we're not, I mean, I don't have nothing to offer them and they're willing to play music. Dude, five years ago, I would have, I would have begged somebody to play drums or guitar or bass with me. And now I've got like, and they're, they're not the only four that want to play. There's other people. It's like, okay, once you sit back and you start evaluating, and you know, I got a good gal, I got a, I got a roof over my head. I've got a vehicle that breaks down, but does get me from point A to point B most of the time. Yeah. And it's like, I'm all right. I'm all right, dude. And back to the point I made earlier, I'm not too sure if I had what they had, if I'd be me happy right now. You see that you think you want it. Yeah. But it's like, God, I can't imagine. <clears throat> I can't imagine like, uh, cause even on my low level, you, and you've, you've experienced it. I'm sure too. It doesn't even, it's not even relate to music. It relates to jobs or anything. It's like, there's people that want to get at you just for what you have you know, or like what, like maybe, maybe it's a job. They know they can get like access mm -hmm. and it happens on the daily for anybody and everybody. But I can't imagine being like on, on an, a level that some of these friends are mine are on. And I'm sure like the messages that come in every day from people either like me who are, who are friends of theirs or, or even people who weren't friends of theirs at all, just trying to like snake in there. And like, I don't know who, who could you trust? Who could you trust? Like, do you really care about me? Do you really like me? Or are you trying to use me to yeah. get, get yourself up? And maybe that's what life is kind of in a way, you know, everyone's always not, nah, I mean, we, we have our, our real connections with people, but, but you know, and it'd be, you're like, Oh, well, this person, they have a truck. Then they might help me move you know? <laughs> or, or, Oh, this person has that really good job. I'm <laughs> friend, if I'm friends with them, maybe I'll get a good job there. Yeah, like, yeah. But those are like the micro normal things. But man, when you're, I, I feel like if you get big, big like that, I feel like it's just so exacerbated, like just people straight out of the blue that you have oh, no yeah. idea, just willing to do anything for you. And then they murder you like Selena's manager, <laughs> like whatever yeah. it is. Or you have relatives you never met. Yeah. Like, hey, man. I'm your third cousin removed. Yeah, Don't you remember man. me when you were two years old? And right. I went to your yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I think. Sorry, um, I'm rambling on you. But. No, no, you're good. I, I, I've. The, the 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 measurement is a is a big thing with a lot of people i think it's a it's a problem a lot of people have is yeah. they measure yourself to someone else mm. you can't do that it's, no. you have to measure yourself to yourself back then the past yeah. yeah yeah i mean you gotta that's the only way to do it i was the same way i was always you know like what is this person doing what is this person doing how do i do that but it's not I can't do what someone else does because right. I'm not them, you know? So I can do better than yesterday or I can at least strive to do better than yesterday. Cause I'm, I, I'm the, uh, I, yeah, in the same way, man. Well, it's too, <laughs> it's, it's, it, you know, 
something else that I've taken into account lately on that, that very subject is you can be the, the hardest working, you can do all the things, you can check all the boxes, you can do all the stuff, and like you genuinely do deserve it, whatever it is that you're trying to, and this, I'm talking about workplace, whatever it is. Um, there's always going to be that person who's more likable and might get it, who hasn't done half the things you've done, is more likable. Or, or the other thing is, I, mean, I could go down a, a list of those, but the main one where I really should have mentioned over likable is, is luck, man. It's really, life is a series of chances and luck. And like I know one of, one of the people that's in my sphere that, uh, that I think about often, and I, sh- and I shouldn't. It, well, I think about it often in, in multiple different ways, but – but um, when I met her, she was like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to like record, I'm just going to record music from the house now. Like I'm not really pursuing it. Never, I don't think ever really was out gigging it hard or anything like that. She had a video pop on TikTok and is like one of the bigger acts in the country, right? or maybe, you know, at least regionally. Yeah. And it's like, it's like just dumb luck, you know, dumb yeah. luck. And like, and she's not, a, she's not, that'd make her a bad person. She's not mean about it. And she even acknowledges it. She's like, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, me and a friend were talking about that feller, uh, and he's a great talent. I'm not, not, doesn't take anything away from him, but, uh, oh man, he kind of sounds like Tyler Childers. He's like the clean cut ex football player version of Tyler Childers. What is that guy's name? <laughs> I wouldn't know that guy. Oh man, he's on the tip of my tongue. I, but I will say, well, you can keep yeah. thinking about that, but I, I was going to mention Tyler Childers earlier because. It, it reminded me of kind of your evolution where you've had this thing where you said you, you've, you know, had your, your drinking and your lows and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then that, that, that reflected in your songs, your know, relationships, right. things like that. But now you're to a point where you want you know, you're like looking at like, should I start a family? You know, got, got, got your gal, you know, getting right. a house and stuff like that. And it's like, he did that. Right. But he still writes fucking phenomenal music. Right. right. So you can't let that stop oh. you at all you know oh, no it won't stop it no it's just changing the way we yeah do. yeah change it, it will change it. the way you write right, like friend like he you know what everyone's going nuts over and i haven't even listened to the whole thing honestly I, i've listened to a few of them but like it, it's basically a gospel gospel album now right there's like three written. versions of every song yeah it's really good yeah, yeah. And, and like he uh you know everyone's like what the heck and it's like oh, <laughs> just no, you tear up your stuff um but yeah you know it's like what you just expect him to be this like poor kid from West Virginia that does a little cocaine and like yeah. lives like, no, he's Forever. made it now. Like, yeah. I, I think it's more, I think it's more, uh, well, it's genuine, the simple word to it, but, but is it, yeah, it's like, he's reflecting, he's a true songwriter reflecting his life as yeah. it is now. Yeah. And if he's, and if he's truly found God or if he's just found a straight and narrow or whatever, like that's, I'm more happy that they'd be writing about that. I, I can't I, stand like a, a legacy, like it's, it's uh, mainly it's, it's a lot of the hairband, day guys you know like we or even now i guess we even really have like 90s rockers are getting old like what uh um oh what's his name from red hot chili peppers that i didn't know that dude he's like 64 or something Hoofley or anthony no, no, Kiedis, no, no. Or? yeah anthony Kiedis. he's like yeah. isn't he like 64 or something? i mean they're pretty they, yeah and yeah. it's yeah it doesn't seem like that to me because i'm like i mean i, I they say I, in pretty good shape yeah. Oh, yeah. He they looks, do a lot of working out with socks on their cocks and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a handsome. <laughs> it's still a handsome son of a bitch. But like, but he like, but I'm saying it's like, they're they're not a, a great example because I think Chili. I, I saw that they just did like Letterman or something. But I guess it'd be before them. Not Letterman, but one of the shows not too long ago. They really still put it on. But, but like, you know, you see the old legacy acts and they're like they're coming out and still just doing like their hits. And, and Motley Crue or something. Like, yeah, and it's like, dude. <laughs> 
just the worst. Yeah, dude. It's like, what is this, man? Like just this, stop. like, like it was only cool in that time era because that's it was cool. People were of that age, and like, it's got to stop there. It's got to stop there, man. Yeah. Or write new stuff, and yeah, yeah, people might not like it at first, and like, but I also think it's a cowardism to like, oh, we can't release this like this family touchy lovey stuff yeah yeah because yeah. that's not what our fans are it's like dude your fans are just as old as you like they're into that stuff too now like from your perspective they're like i don't so yeah i'm all about every i'm all, I'm all about an artist evolving too and you know like uh like i remember years ago now it's it's already been years ago but like uh you know i was a ryan bingham fan as a like teenager and stuff when he was coming up and then like he came out with um uh well you know he did the uh something star rising star shooting star whatever for, for the movie that kind of came along yeah, with yeah. the movie yeah but then the one that followed that you know he got like a little political and stuff and i remember like when that happened i was like oh man like what the hell like <laughs> come on dude like because every everybody was going political around that time yeah, everything yeah. was just political 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 and like i was like come on you're right being him dude you're supposed to be singing about the desert and like yeah, yeah. stuff not politics what the hell and i was so frustrated by that at first and then uh and then it grew on me and then I grew, and then it's like you come back to real. You're like, well, yeah, he's, you know, I think at the time when he released that, he was probably like 35, 36. It's like, yeah, he better be thinking about the country around him and, yeah, yeah. and like adult themes. Like, I guess it would be kind of weird if he was a 36 year old man, like singing about Comes high school girls. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, which that was never his thing. But, no, you know, no. there's those guys yeah. that exist too. Like, listen to pop country music. Yeah. They're all like 40 year old dudes. Yeah, yeah. And, like, extremely tight skinny jeans and tight white t-shirts singing about taking some like young gal home and i'm yeah. like high school sweetheart. this is kind of <laughs> creepy you know if you actually put their age to the song but yeah yeah the, the, the maturity has to has to grow yeah. with you and uh well you know the whole political thing too tyler childers did the same thing with yeah. his, his fiddle album right 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 called, yeah, yeah everybody was all upset yeah. about that too. yeah and he only sang on the last song of the album yeah you know yeah. which was pretty cool that that's i mean that's your trait that everyone wants to hear is your voice and, you're like, and then Screw you. you're like no you're just gonna hear my fiddle i just learned last week yeah. <laughs> and so that i was it was you know that's gonna be cool when you're that big to do oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. that like, you know you're gonna take it yeah. as far as his political message like i don't whatever i don't care right you know? yeah. I, I think he's uh an intelligent of a person to have his own opinion it's probably not a bad opinion right but, right you know that's his opinion but yeah, yeah. but well, yeah to just yeah. make that and just fiddle up i'm gonna do a fiddle album yeah <laughs> and then right at the very end that's but, fucking awesome yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna make a bunch of you smile and a bunch of you pissed off and yeah it's like, now you get to hear yeah. me sing for one song and it's even you know um it's kind of like i think you said something along the lines of that earlier but in a different um context but it's like yeah it's like how stupid of me to be like, well, I'm not going to listen to that person anymore because they have this political view or that political or the fact my thing was the fact that he was even doing anything political because at the time and I'm still I'm not very political now. Like I mean, I'm I'm plugged in. You can't not be plugged in now with everything yeah, going yeah. on. But but um, at the time I was so like, man, music is just about art, making music, man, make people happy. Man. Yeah, yeah. And it is. But like. But then there's Bob Dylan. It was one and- song. It was one song that had a political line in it. Don't listen to that song, Dustin. Is that easy? Yeah, it's like, and, yeah. and I, I like that song now. It's not that I even disliked it then. It was just so like, it threw me back. But but as you grow and you gain, it's like, yeah, people are doing their own thing. Even if they are an artist, they're still doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, you just have the choice to not listen to it, I guess. But but I'd rather them, I'd rather them be real if real is for them if real is political for them real is party and for if for real is them is like super sad and depressive shit you know like their yeah. diary in song form i'd rather it be real to what they're going through opposed to like 
just just manufactured you know pop i mean pop and these days you can it's pop country pop pop or yeah, yeah pop rock or you trying know, to there's even you know, pop hip hip hop like <laughs> it's like like it's just so soulless and like and back bring it back to like social media we now things have gotten so bad on that is like songs aren't even looking for the song to be good they're just they just need a 30 second hit they need yeah. a 30 second you know we used to call it a hook in a song now they probably got it's, i don't even know there's probably a different name for it but they want is this is this 15 seconds good enough for a tiktok or for a thing and like and that's what's launching careers now. yeah and it's and i'm not shitting on that it's just it's just uh but it is weird that's another thing that has kind of slowed down my role is like like leaving the musician brain aside and turning on my like you know psychological you know uh side of my brain it's like you got to just look at the world around you and and i think i'm looking at music especially like live music and that whole thing it's it's kind of like a if you if you take the art out of it you take what it means to us out of it and look at it like a uh like a piece of technology it's like it's like that piece of technology is 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 fading out in the way that like i think music is like water or food like people have always done it they'll always will do it and they always mm -hmm. need it um but you know i think the invention of the radio you know led to you know records into the radio and then led to playing shows and the microphone led to playing bigger shows and the bigger PA led to a bigger show. And then they built a Coliseum and a, a studio or a, a, an array of speakers, speaker array. And that led to Coliseums. And then we get like the hairband metal era. And then we get the Coliseum stadium era. And then, and I'm not saying there still isn't stadium shows now today, but like, I feel like it's almost like when people go to like a big, you know, Jonas brothers or Billy Eilish show, it's like, I don't know how much of that, are they really there to connect with the the art or if they're there to like, I went to a Billie Eilish show and like, cause you know, sound quality is not great in those places. Have you ever been to like a Coliseum show? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and it is an experience not shitting once again, preface, not shitting on any of that, but it's like, I think, I think there was a time. And then also what, you know, back to our level, like just, you know, a 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, it's like people would go to small clubs uh, to, yeah, to discover new music. Now you discover music, new music on New Music Friday on Spotify yeah. or, or a random playlist, um, or the algorithm will take you right where you want to go. Um, so that was the one reason they went. The other reason they went was like, well, how are you going to meet you know, your, your wife or your boyfriend or whatever, uh, or, or meet your, your lover or your friend, or how are you going to like, it was a communal thing. So mm -hmm. you go to the bars and, oh, a byproduct of that is like, oh, you like this band? That's a common place to meet. And anyway, to skip many years of that progression, now we live in a world where you can meet your wife, boyfriend, or girlfriend, or or whatever, uh, on Tinder. Yeah. You can make your friends in a community on Reddit or or uh, Facebook groups or whatever. Um, you listen to all your music on Spotify or Apple or Amazon, whatever, and you can watch a concert or visual arts on YouTube. Yeah. And you can do it all from the comfort of your home with high speed Wi-Fi, laying in your bed naked as a jaybird. Yeah. And uh, where's the motivation to like go to a local? And then when you do go to a local club, it's just like now the the venues exist. And I'm I'm a person that still like if one of my cool we just went and saw Susto not that long ago in Fort Worth and like that was such a great experience. You know, it's at Tulips. It's a real club. There's you know a couple of opening bands and the, one of the opening bands I actually latched onto. I was like, this is cool shit. Never heard of this guy. Super cool. Uh, you know, added them to 
I feel bad. I don't remember his name at the moment, but I did. <laughs> at, while I'm staring at him, I pulled out my Spotify and, and like followed him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it'll come to me before the podcast, but it's like, but that, man, but there's, you know, there was maybe 100 people that show 150 people. Like, I feel like, I don't know. You just see photos from like 80s and even, even 90s, even the early aughts still. I was, I was around for the early aughts still going out. It's like, I just feel like more people went to a place like that to like, all right, this is a cool thing to do. It was, it was a fad. It's the gidget. It's the, the gizmo. It's the, the new thing, you know? And like that peaked, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not trying to make predictions. I'm not trying to like sound like getting over my head, but I almost feel like that has peaked. And like now people are aiming for the next cool thing, but music never dies. Yeah. But I feel like it's days of maybe glory in a way are gone. And then the argument be like, well, there's still like, the Billy Eilishers of the world that have these big giant Coliseum shows, but like, I just still feel like that's a different thing too. Like, like I think that people want to go there and Instagram themselves yeah. at the show mm-hmm. to make other friends jealous that they went and saw it and they had the money to do it. It's a very, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a clout thing. It's I think on time, yeah. I, I've, I've, uh, I feel like I've noticed the same thing with a lot of those big shows, those big productions. Mm. Uh, they don't. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they probably like their music, but yeah. It's it's a clout thing. They're it's fans it's for like sure. look, I'm in front stage of Billy Eilish. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. It, it's different. Uh, all those things that you listed uh, are killing humanity. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I'm it's taken you. it's taken all the humanity out of all the arts, you know. Because I think uh, people we're we're social creatures, and when all of our social interaction comes down to uh, screens, it's it's not good mm. for anyone. Uh, it's not healthy. And yeah, I miss those like small shows where you could just like bump into someone and like someone's wearing a cool shirt and you're like, dude, that's an awesome shirt. And they're like, right. oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, as far as stadium shows though, I will say uh, if you're going to go to a stadium show, go see Tool because <laughs> it is an event. Yeah. You know? No, and yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, like I've seen, I've been to, been to a few, nothing recently, nothing like that, but. You see videos, you know, like product, like my some friends of mine went and saw uh, Ramstein, Ramstein, yeah. Ramstein, Ram- Ramstein, Ramstein, yeah, yeah, and they were like, dude, they shot forty foot flamethrowers over the crowd, oh, over yeah. our head. He said we felt the heat, yeah, yeah, like you know, and raining like water and foam and all, like, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not taking any value away from that at all, yeah. At all. I'm just mean like, but like, but the the value of of the art, like it's not, it's also I'll say this too even though I'm one of them, it's, it's not really impressive anymore. Yeah. It's like, everybody can sing. Everybody can watch a YouTube video and learn how to sing. And if they don't, if they can't sing, they'll just learn a cool way to do it, which is kind of what I do. <laughs> it's like, and, and make it your own and everybody can buy a cool pedal and, you know, or in the studio, God, I mean, you know, throw whatever like, you want. I mean, you can make some awful people sound amazing. Yeah. We've know? done a lot of that with auto tune. <laughs> and that, well now, but now it's, and now it's also auto tune is like, it's like a vocal effect like it's like not a hidden thing anymore yeah like like you got like a good like the most uh brazen example would be like uh uh the weekend Mm -hmm. where his like whole sound is is like he's like oversaturating the uh the uh, the auto-tune like part of it it's like an effect you you know what i'm talking about it's it's not like he's trying to make him so he's a great singer and he's like oh i'm gonna tweak the hell out of this so i sound this sound that nobody else is producing and that's cool but like but man, like you just pop cheese, dude. You just hear so much pop, and we even hear it. You know, I would say like I'm 
Texas country, the Texas country scene really got me interested in, or not even interested. I was interested in music and making it, but it showed me that like, oh, we can reach, we can do something here. Like Texas has, they have this Texas country thing. And then by the time I caught up to speed, I think that was about the time it's, it's even, I don't know. I don't know if you follow much on that, but man, it is, it's a brand, you know, like it's like the shit party sailed. Like it was this beautiful thing of just like an amalgamation of, of people from all over who weren't doing pop country. They weren't doing standard country. They Mm -hmm. weren't, they were just making cool, good music. And then we just lumped it into this thing called Texas country or red dirt. Um, or if you go nationally, you know, some of those guys trans or dribble over into like the Americana, which that seems like it's still doing Mm -hmm. good, but but we'll stick to the quote unquote Texas country scene, whether, and, you know, it's always been cool because you had, like, Cody Canada's playing, like, you know, across Canadian Ragwood was really like a southern rock band. And on the very end of the – and then the other end of that, they had, like, a Pat Green. And then they had uh, Charlie Robinson's. Um, and that was always so diverse. And it basically, if you were Texas country, it just meant you're not on pop country radio. But now I feel like it's a brand. It's, like, full-on a brand. Like, they are – and they are looking for, you know – like, right now, you know, one of the big guys, like, like Coetzel guy, you know, which really it's like, which, which I'll just say this about Texas country right now. Like all the most popular stuff is like, they're kind of remaking nineties rock in a way. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of strange, but I people, hate it. I, yeah. I hate it. Too. <laughs> and I'm not even saying specifically that guy. Let's not, let's not cross any hairs or like, you know, dot in the eyes. Yo, but, uh, you you I, can, you can, yeah, you can say, I, don't, <laughs> I want you to stay ambiguous. Cause I don't want you to, you know, oh, I can say that I hate, where Texas country is right yeah, now. Yeah. I just won't name any specific You don't artists. have to name names. I feel like I will, on, though. Yeah. I hate it. I hate Coetzel, <laughs> Parker McCollum. I don't like any of that shit. I hate it. it. it, it's, it but it's a, but, you know, and I'll, I'll even give them their props is that at least they were the first in their, their line. But what you're having, I would say, like, kind of when their generation came around, them and many others, uh, that's when it started changing a little bit. And it's, I'm down for music to change. Like, just a scene, you know, we would still be sitting around with, if we yeah, if yeah. country had never yeah, changed yeah. like things yeah. have to change but like it's not it's not the change that bothers me it's that okay that guy's that guy but then then you got like 10 copycats yeah, oh, yeah copycats used to be like get the hell out of here because we already have that guy yeah now because it's become a brand and a business and this is my personal opinion i could be completely wrong like i'm i'm not tied into it on the business side but i feel like i'm pretty personally tied into the scene um it just seems like there's those main cats, some of which you might have just mentioned, <laughs> and then there's the babies of them. Yeah, and it, and it, and which which you see that in pop country and other pop genres, and the reason for that is because that 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 should be assigned to any thinking person like that sh- that proves you that it's the, that's a business, meaning that there's people behind the scenes, money makers who go, okay, well that that example. Ha- is famous and big and huge and like really blowing it up. Let's find somebody just like him or her yeah. that we can profit off of. So yeah. then you then you get a scene with everybody sounding exactly the same because, and it's not even, and I'm not saying they're bad or good or anything like that. I and, and like, I'm not even. And if we're talking about, I'm not even saying any of the the co babies or the Parker babies or anything like that. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that they're bad, um, but I will boldly say like, make your own sound. Yeah. Like, why do you want to, that, that's always been, even if it sounds bad, like do some, like my, my records don't even have a sound. I would say like our show, you'll hear like some really turnpikey sound and stuff. And then we hear some straight psych rock in the same set. And some people, I understand that from a marketing stance. I will agree with you. It's not 
probably the best idea. But um, but then you got a big examples like Sturgill has done all kind of weird. Yeah. Sturgill does all kind of, and I'm not even a big Sturgill fan to be completely Sturgill. honest. But it's like, well, it's like, but it's like, he's done all kind of random yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he did like an anime f- short film yeah. with like music. It's it's like, and he's also regarded as like the rebirth of Waylon Jennings at the same time as he's making animation. Sh- and it's like it's like. And he's way bigger than anybody in Texas. So yeah. it's like, take take that as an example. And I guess I would just challenge any of those people. And I'm not here to challenge anybody. Like, like I don't have a following that they have. Clearly, people like that shit. But I don't know. Like, be, I would actually, if if you had that audience, you've, you've got the audience now. Now throw a wrench at them. Do what you really want to do. And if Or it's more than likely you don't really know what you want to do. You're just doing what pleases people or yeah, pleases yeah. your record label you're doing what, what you think is going to make you popular yeah and it's like and that just uh and i get it i'll tell you it sucks having 10 monthly spotify listeners for yeah. years it sucks but like but i but it's also i'm doing what i want to do you know and i i understand i can get better i can be a better singer and I, I definitely you know finally finally learning all right the click is pretty necessary for recording purposes <laughs> yeah, still yeah. not bringing it on stage with me but yeah, yeah. you know but but like mate just just like art, I guess that's the problem with our our country too. In in a way, is like everything sells out, you know. And it's hard. I, I mean, yeah, it's. I would love to pay my play my pay my bills from just like playing the same fifteen songs every night and partying my tits off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I couldn't live with myself to do that. That's not why I'm in it. I mean, I enjoy partying my tits off, and I it would be nice playing for thousands of people in the crowd and like being being the shit but at some point man it's just like it's not it's just it's and i'm not I, i'm speaking out of turn because it might be art to them they might really believe that and that is their art and maybe i'm just not seeing it but like i still feel like it is in a lot of cases you know yeah um i just think people latch on to whatever is going to get them the most whether that's popularity money fame yeah um, the girls, the guys, whatever they're, they're seeking out of life. And we all seek those things. Like everybody, everybody wants those things, you know, in different amounts than the other and different by person, but you gotta have something you stand by. And like, when it comes to making music or art, it's like, but now we can, all right, you know, what? I'm gonna get off my soapbox. I'm sure if anybody's <laughs> listening, somebody's gonna listen to this and be like, oh, he's a real douche. Um, no, man, that's the thing about <laughs> art though, is it's, it, it's, uh, it's the most subjective thing in the world. Yeah. Right. So like, uh, 10 people can make what they think is great art and I can think it's all bullshit but right. that's the right. that's the beauty of art right. <laughs> and, that, yeah. and of having your own opinion on art you know yeah. is that y- you shouldn't someone shouldn't think that you're pretentious or, or an asshole or something like that just because you have uh, your own view of what you think art is or should be and it's not even that I'm not even saying that their art sucks all I'm I really am. pointing out is that yeah I mean I don't like their art <laughs> but I'm not saying it sucks what yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. is business weaves its weaves its dirty little fingers in between your legs yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. in in these things and i i think that's the death of like because i don't know man like i've had i had i had a, I have a from california that i met in louisiana when i was working down there and uh you know he was you know pop punk kid i don't know about pop punk i'm labeling him wrong but like into hip-hop like but like underground shit all this and like you know i met him he's like he's like well, what do you listen to i was like oh like you know country but like texas country i don't listen to pop and he's like oh country sucks i'm like no no like i think that too this has been years and years ago now but i was like dude like trust me there's like a different level let me show you some of it and some of those people and this has been like eight 
probably eight years ago, seven years ago, something like that. No, it's been like eight. It's been a while, but it was like I showed him Colt DeWall, Tyler, and I didn't even go to the deep stuff. I didn't take him to towns. I just yeah. took him to like the the stuff that at the time where they were really popping. You know, Tyler Chillers, Colt DeWall, you know, uh, Sturgill. I think what because he's a big fan of him now. He, like I said, I don't hate Sturgill, but I'm just not. I'm not crazy about him. But he he likes him a lot. Uh, I convinced him to go out to a festival here in Texas, and like and like half the people he's like, yeah, they're bullshit. But like but like Reckless Kelly loves them. Yeah. Uh, he was really shocked. And like now I go over to his house and it used to be like all like underground hip hop playing. And now he throws on like stuff that I, that I haven't even discovered yet. I'm like, Oh, look at you go. And it's like, because it is, it is this really cool music and it, and it's, I, I won't say was, cause it still is. I just feel like even, even during that time, like it was just on the cusp, even like the past five, four years, like that Texas country thing. It's just, I think, the industry has made it here. I think before it was really organic. It was really like, we don't know none of everybody in this scene cannot make it in Nashville. Not because they, they're bad, but because their music is real. Yeah. And then now I don't know. There's, there's a lot of people. I can't tell the difference. And not only can I not tell the difference, but they're, and I'm not anti Nashville. I don't really think that either, but like, there's a lot of them that are blending right over. And yeah, it's, a, it's, and a, it shouldn't it's be a war. It shouldn't be a war either. Yeah. I'm not saying Texas versus Nashville. Right. I'm not, not even saying that. Because we would win. Yeah. <laughs> right. We Texas. crush them. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but it's, 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 uh, the whole, I felt anyway, the whole, the whole thing that that scene stood for was, was, was anti pop country, anti, yeah, yeah. like establishment music. Forget right. even country establishment music meaning like there's big money back in it there's big like you talked about the the harvard level psychological marketing people who are just going to convince you that you like this shitty yeah. thing because they know how to manipulate your mind yep. they run the ads in the perfect way and and that's made it here to texas i feel like in the texas country scene there's a and it's it's not everybody so calm down it's not everybody and it's not even the big i'm not even talking about the big people it's just i don't know it just feels like you go to like some of these festivals or shows, and it's like, well, for one, y'all all sound like 90 rock, 90s rock bands. Yeah, yeah. Which, where's the fun in that? It's already been done. And two, like, y'all all sound the same. I, I couldn't. It was one blend from the opener to the headliner. Oh, I yeah. couldn't tell the difference in you, and I'm not shitting on those bands or their fans. Nope, but it's but, an algorithm. But just, just, <laughs> just do better. Do something different. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they think, I mean. My I, music I, isn't better than yours, but I'm, I'm saying there's other people besides us here in Texas that are doing some crazy cool shit, and here you are just like regurgitating something that's already been done, yeah, and yeah. you're all copying it from each other. It's like, what yeah. is happening? You're, you're, you're kind. You're, you're being the good, nice guy, uh, but his music is better than yours, so. No, no. Uh, my opinion. Uh, my voice needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I actually had the same experience with someone, well, several people that just like, ah, I fucking hate country, you know? And mm -hmm. and um, and a friend recently, I mean, he's the same age as me, 37, and never, never liked any country song. He's had pe several people show him all the country throughout the ages, whatever. Uh, and I introduced him to Charlie Crockett. Yeah, yeah. And he went down a rabbit hole. And now he posts Tyler and and Coulter and Turnpike and Shane Smith and the Saints. And like I'm like, dude, what the hell? Oh, see, um, yeah, who's that that other guy? Uh Benjamin Todd. Yeah. Yeah. I love Benjamin Todd too, man. He's really good. Um 
but yeah, he he's like now he's constantly posting. I'm like, dude, you're posting more shit than I do about this, right. you know. But it's funny how just one it can be one song from mm-hmm. one artist that just completely changes someone's mind. They're like, well, maybe I should listen to more of that stuff, you know? Right. Well, it goes back to the pop cheese. Is that we we you know, uh, so that 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 exchange with that friend that I mentioned, it went both ways. Like he got me into underground hip hop and stuff. People would be like, what, Dustin? You're this like rambling brown like country dude raised in moody texas like no i yeah i like some aesop rock not not aesop rocky yeah yeah the, the aesop like like rhyme sayers people and stuff like yeah i mean they're lyrical like geniuses and stuff and like i mean they have they're they're pretty large in their own rights and stuff but like yeah it's it's like but to me hip-hop was always like i don't know ll cool j and like whatever beyonce song was out yeah, of the time yeah. or whatever and like and th- and they've got some some good stuff too and they're 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 integrated into our culture and our history and our stuff like that. But it's not what I'd go to and be like, wow, this is really something. It's like, it's like, this is entertaining, but it's not something, but you know, you put on like a rhyme sayers artist or, or yeah. somebody like that. And it's like, dude, they'll, 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 they'll rap about like their real life shit they're going through. And you're like, Oh my God, that hit hard, dude. That hurt. Like, it, it, I love that. I can feel something, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then the same thing with that. He thought all pop country was like luke bryant (laughs) yeah oh uh, yeah yeah and that 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 is what it is 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 luke bryant like florida georgia line that (laughs) oh don't even say that that, name uh kane brown that douche you know like (laughs) yeah uh all that yeah that's their that's their experience is that and you know and i feel bad yeah i'm like i'm sorry that you had to go through that (laughs) but those are all awful Um, and then they look at you too and you're like yeah listen to country and that's what they see is that and they're like I can only imagine they're probably like, like you just immediately are turned off by that person. Like, no, no, like let me show you something yeah. before you write me something off. Something r- like, real. Let right. me show you something real. Right. Because if th- those people, if I saw their mansions burning down, I wouldn't lift a finger to help <laughs> put that out. Might make yeah, I'd make sure they don't <laughs> die. That's a little wrong, but 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 the burn it can burn, dude. It can burn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their Mercedes in the driveway, all, their yeah, band, all of it. Uh, everything. You know, <laughs> what, what's funny though, you know, that's that's one thing that I would equate to to those guys is uh, you see them driving some like brand new Beamer or something like mm-hmm. they they have this country portrayal or whatever. But I I had this experience with Billy Joe Shaver. Oh god, uh, where I, I worked at a the Batteries Plus slinging batteries, you know, <laughs> and uh, and I see this brand new fucking Beamer roll up, white, just like sparkly beamer bill joe shaver gets out you know his typical <laughs> blue denim yeah he looks like shit car looks great his cowboy hat <laughs> driving this fucking brand new beamer dude and he gets out and and i didn't know who he was at the time i was like who is this character that just got out of this beamer you know and he comes in and uh and i was sitting there and i was like man i i recognize this guy but i just can't i couldn't place a name and uh and i was like sir i i'm sorry but I recognize you. I just, I can't place you. And he put out his hand, you know, missing his two fingers. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm Billy Joe Shaver. And I was like, oh, shit. I, you shot that guy. I still, no, <laughs> at that point, I still didn't know anything oh, you didn't about, know about him. it. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I knew is that before Batteries Plus, I worked at Hastings. Mm. And I remember looking at a Johnny Cash album. And on the front, he had said something about Billy Joe Shaver like being quote. the greatest songwriter he'd ever known. Oh, wow. And that's the only thing I equated was that name. And I was like, well, Because you Johnny probably Cash... saw a bunch of Johnny Cash, that, yeah. that album. Yeah, I was like, well, it. if Johnny Cash said that, then this guy's got to be good, right? Mm-hmm. And so I told him that. I was like, oh, because I saw him Johnny Cash. And he was like, oh, yeah, me and Johnny go way back. And I was just like, what? That's so cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> and so... 
uh, I was like, well, Sarah, I'm sorry, but I've actually, I, I know your name and I saw that quote with, with Johnny Cash, but I've never actually heard any of your, your music. And he's like, oh, all right, well, hang on, young man. And so he hands me a cell phone to get a battery for him. And I'm working on that. He goes out to his Beamer and he comes in with a stack of CDs and his autobiography. Oh, wow. And he dude. just gave them all to me. He dude, was like, that's so cool. And he was like, now you can get to know me. And that I read that awesome, book. That is awesome, dude. I read that book and I was like, <laughs> I know Billy Joe Shaver now. And that's when I found out that he wrote the entire uh, Waylon Jennings uh, Five and Dimers. Uh, five and five and Dimers? Five and Dimers, yeah. Yeah. Old Five and Dimers, like yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He wrote that entire album. Wow. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's Way, crazy. Waylon wrote one song on that album. Dude, that's crazy. And, I, I didn't know that. Because he went to the studio where Waylon was recording, and he, he knocked on the door. Waylon comes out smoking a cigarette, and he was like, uh, sorry, I'm Billy Joe Shaver. I'd like to, to write some songs for you. And Waylon Jones was like, okay, whatever, man. And he was like, please, just give me time. I'll, let me play one song for you. He's like, okay. So he played one song for him, and then he finished, and Waylon goes, play another one. <laughs> so he played another one for him and then he's like you got more than that and he was like oh yeah i got i got 20 30 songs in the bank just like that yeah and he's like okay play me another one and they, they well the first one he played was old five and dimers and then he played um i don't remember rose or desert i don't remember what it was called but uh he played that and he played a third one and then he was like why don't you come in the studio and then he played them all for him and they they picked and chose and he he picked that entire album waylon had one song that he thought was good enough to go on his own album Damn, that's so Shaver cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, yeah. man. And, um, yeah, I went down my Billy Joe Schaefer path uh, back a long time ago, but I, I didn't dig in that deep. That's really cool. I didn't I, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. Oh, actually. Um, yeah, I dug I dug into him because I was uh, back in the day, uh, which is another gal, uh, Waco-based, uh, Kayla Ray. She was a, uh, yeah. yeah. She was a, uh, you know, back back in the day, back in the day, I was like in high school. Like I think her and about her and I are about the same age. She was in high school as well. Honky Tonk Hero, that's the name of that album. Oh, Honky very Tonk nice. Hero. And uh, and uh, you know, she would always play at, at uh, Papa Joe's, and I'd stop in there too. Like, I mean, she was a little more established. There. I'd stop in just for the open mic thing, but uh, but yeah, like I knew I knew his songs. My I know my my sister's quite a bit older than me. She was kind of a fan of him, and then yeah, one night he came in and everybody you know was like get out of the way let him play he's gonna play some and i was like i was like i guess i better get to know who this guy is in case he ever comes in again i could yeah you know but uh yeah it's yeah man it's yeah kayla ray is actually how i um years ago i i don't know god he looks so uh so handsome with his hair and stuff very different (laughs) yeah Yeah. like his face is still this almost exactly the same he was already kind of aged there but he has the hair it's all dark and stuff like yeah Oh, and that's yeah. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had lost weight before he died. And that was mm-hmm. years ago. But um, yeah, Kayla Ray. Uh, so I don't remember. It was dude. It was probably ten years ago. I um, my cousin was dating this girl, and that their family lived out on the river, and they would do these big powwows where they'd have people come over and play music and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'd have a big bonfire, and they have a stumps all around the bonfire. And okay. They'd just, everyone in the family knew musicians, yeah. and they would all come over. And just have impromptu like little shows and stuff, and that's when I learned that um, she, his, my cousin's girlfriend was related somehow to Blaze Foley. 
Oh, wow. And that was the first time I heard the name Blaze Foley. No way. And then that's it kind of went from there. You know, that, that's when I, I heard like Clay Pigeons and Dude, stuff that's like that. wild. Yeah, that's super yeah. wild. But um, yeah, man. I, so I'm going to call it there. I'm getting close to two hours, man. This is a pretty long one. Oh, yeah. yeah my bad. We've my talked bad. a lot. Yeah. We, we, we need to come on again. Talked so about everything. Tell more stories yeah. about <laughs> actually talk about the music in the Irish bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. But, I got uh, I got a bunch of those stories. Those 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 days are gone. But uh, yeah, I got nah, the stories. Okay. I, I need to start putting those stories in songs so they'll live on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the days may be gone, but they're still yeah still yeah. up there. Um, that was a good one though, man. We talked a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I had a good time. Yeah, good conversation. Uh, sometime when you got free time, we should. Should yeah. Do it again. Yeah. I'll um, be. I'm, I come through quite often. Yeah. Cool. Uh, when I'm everything's gonna, not crazy. So I had Weston on first, right? Mm-hmm. He's my first guest. Now you. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I probably need to have Chris on at some point because he kind of yeah. connects the two, right? Yeah. I've sure. actually known. I've known Chris longer than Weston. I think. Way back. Maybe. Yeah. It's, he. Uh, we both might, go, might hit him. No. Back. He said he has to get back pretty early tomorrow morning because he's with us tonight. Okay. Okay. But uh, I th- I'm pretty sure he said that he's getting back. Maybe hit him up. Maybe yeah. he'd swing by. I don't know because he's coming through. Yeah, I, it's New Year's, man. I got yeah. family stuff and right, all right. that. But I want to have him on sometime. Uh, yeah, but yeah, me and me and Chris go way back to Game Crazy. Dude. He was a manager of Game Crazy, and I worked there. Yeah, dude. I was in a I was in the, a metal band, and he was in a different metal band, and we played shows together and all that. Stuff. Dude, I love. He's like he's he's one of my favorite humans for sure. He actually, yeah, he's the. I mean. I met all those guys at the same time because I opened for them. It, I, they didn't call me up at the venue, kind of set us yeah. up, you know, and that's how we met. But, but through that, um, yeah, me and Cody, you know, we bonded up really tight, and uh, and then they all pretty much were like, "Yeah, man, you know, all super supportive. You ever need any backing or help, like like playing or something, you know, or because rec- I was telling them I'm trying to gear up and go to the studio, and they kind of all volunteered themselves, and I wasn't ready for. You know, my producer at the time, he was is Ben Hussey from Six Market Boulevard. Okay. Uh, he he was he was doing all the bass lines on there and, and can play. He played some lead and stuff. But I was like, well, what a Chris. And that's why that that record. It's I feel so bad for him. That first one, you know, I recorded it first, no click by myself. Uh, None of that other stuff right. was in there. And then it was like, well, it'd be cool to add this and then add that. And then it's like we added like guitar parts and stuff, which that's easy enough to do with no click. But it was like, man, this could really deserve a drum yeah, part it's a and i called up there. chris and i sent him all the tracks and i was like there's no click you just kind of have to memorize them or something i don't know and yeah he did as good as he could yeah. you know and and it, and it knowing that it's like well he didn't do too bad for like they're way out of time there's no click no nothing but and i i i still do it when we play live but i swell like if i'm feeling a certain way i'll slow down a little bit and then i'll pick it back up like i don't rush i don't think i like to call it swelling like i'll yeah, pick yeah. it up and bring it back down but he made it happen but but yeah, he's always just even from you know all those guys are great. But yeah, he's always just like kind of a, a gem, you know. One, he's yeah. like two, he's goes back to like said me getting a little older now. He's like like he's he's like a good inspiration on that end too. Cause it's like that dude has lived some life and like you know his in his personal life he's gone some through, through some things too and like ups and lows, yeah, kind of yeah. peaks yeah. and valleys, man. And and uh, and to see him still just like. <clears throat> Really, he outworks us, dude. He's, he work, he plays his drums every freaking day. Oh, yeah. Like he knows my songs, like usually better than I do a lot of times. Because I'm just kind of like lackadaisy on a stop <clears> or something. And boom, he's there. He's like, "What the hell, dude?" Yeah. Like, or he's looking at me. Hey, this is that part coming up, yeah. and it's like, he's a he's a so he's a good worker and stuff, but also, but just as a friend, man. Yeah, he's good. People. Oh yeah, such good people, man. Yeah, me and Chris have a lot in common with with yeah. life ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of similarities there, but. 
that that's all I've always uh, been good friends with him. But I think that's what makes good people too. It's like you know, somebody who's just had it easy their entire life and straightforward. Yeah, they're just not as interesting, you know. But when when you yeah. somebody is when somebody has either came from nothing and grew and then crashed again, or they came from something crashed, grew again. It's yeah, like yeah. there's so much character that yeah, gets you, you built gotta have up the in peaks that. and valleys and. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a little bit of misery mixed in there, yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't wish a lot of misery on anyone, but no, I think people no. need a little bit, you a know? little bit of suffering. So you gotta to suffer. Yeah, you gotta right. have some suffering. Well, you can't appreciate the good if you don't have the bad. You yeah, know? the yin and yang, all that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, man. Well, yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, I give a book to everyone that comes on the show. Okay. Have you ever read Meditations by Mark? I have Sorrell? not. Dude, I have not. I, is, I yeah, it's on my list. My, this is my favorite book ever. Okay. It's and it's uh. As far as the book, I mean, it's it's so funny because this was literally his notes. Like, yeah. he was just like writing to himself, like, "This is how I can be a better person." Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's so much of it is so profound. Like, holy <laughs> shit, dude, he was a genius, you know? Yeah, I, it's, I know it's like the one greatest of the... warrior philosopher of all time, really. Right. But, but yeah, man, I've got uh, two copies. I gave that same copy to Weston too. So. Okay, yeah, and no, I'll definitely read it. I've I've been uh, I've been better. In my older age, but I'm, I, I've gotten into the audiobooks too yeah, recently, yeah. but yeah. now, but I've even noticed that, like, I just, in the past, I think about four months, I've been subscribed using it, but even that, I'm like, not every book, like a book like this, not an audiobook. The ones I'm realizing that, I like, I'm listening to uh, uh, The Birth of Everything, I think is what's called, but it's basically like, you know, it's a alternate idea of our timeline you know of evolution not even okay. evolution but just society it's not yeah, evolution yeah. it's more like societies the birth of the birth of society i think it's called the birth of everything i'll pull it up but that one's a lot of fact-based stuff and like they're referencing to older books and older things and like it's a lot to keep up with yeah, yeah. and it's a it's a 13 hour audiobook yeah, yeah. so that would take me four years to read <laughs> yeah i was like this one's perfect but i listened to uh i tried to listen to walden pond on there and it's like, this doesn't listen well. It's like, you know, it's, you got to read. You got to read and like stuff like this, you know. But, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I'll definitely will, man. Uh, Thoreau is, is one of my favorite writers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's but being read by somebody else, you're like, you're not feeling it the same way. Like, like I would say for me, like stories, stories, you need to read them and read it in your own perception, yeah, yeah. your own voices in your own head. But yeah, but like more like text, textual books, textbook kind of stuff, which is like this other one. Yeah. It's like, it's just information and facts and stuff. I can audio that. Cause yeah, it's like yeah. a teacher. It's like a teacher telling it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But when you're, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm the same with like, especially like, um, if, if there's any kind of rhyme and flow to it, like, uh, like Walt Whitman, Henry David Thoreau, Ralph Waldo Emerson, that stuff. It's, you gotta read it. You gotta read it. Yeah. yeah Get you in the rhythm of it and everything. So, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, dude, I appreciate it a bunch. I'll definitely read it. Cool. Definitely well, um, got anything else to plug? And, it, and it's my thickness. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's twice as thick, it takes me two years. So um, dude, like these are pretty intimidating. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No. You got anything to plug? Any shows other than tonight? This because they oh, won't catch that one. Cause no. This isn't yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. No. But that's, any that's other shows fine. coming up or anything? Uh, let me look at the calendar. I know we have Dan Silverleaf with John Earl Maynard in. Uh, Mm-mm-mm. April the 13th. April 13th. Where's yeah, that at? Dan Silverly's up in Denton. It's kind of a uh, staple venue up in that region. A lot of a lot of, a lot of, of history there and stuff. It's like a good venue venue. Kind okay. of back to the point I was making earlier. It's like, let's yeah. play venues yeah. that care about music. So. Yeah, definitely. 413. Yeah, 413. Silverleaf? Is that what you're Dan's Silverleaf. Dan's Silverleaf. Denton, 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 Texas. Yeah, Dan's Silverleaf. 
Okay. Uh, and then, I, yeah, I'll be doing a few little acoustic things, but they're just kind of pop up. Okay. So. so, yeah, that one. And then um, website. What's the website? Uh, for now, until I delete it. Uh, <laughs> www.dustbromusico.com. Dustbromusico.com. All right. That's it. And all the socials are Dustin Brown songs. Dustin Brown songs. Yeah, Dustin Brown And that's songs. your Instagram? All the socials and my YouTube. Eventually, yeah, yeah. probably the website will be that, but I figured Dust Bro Musico was cool. That's what we started with. I do like Dust Bro Musico. It was, that, the idea behind that was that that was like what my label was going to be called. My label meaning just for myself. Yeah. And it is. That's that's what the DBA is under and everything. But it was like, I go play a show and I'm like, yeah, my name's Dustin Brown. And then like no one could find me right. on, on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So but no, I'm going to be honest with you. I went to Dust Bro Musico. And I saw the logo on your site, and mm. I was like, "This is some mystical shit." <laughs> the name and everything—it was, yeah. was cool. It reminded me of some like uh, some like uh, mysterious like desert rock kind well, of thing. Well, yeah, so. I took the idea kind of from uh, one of my favorite artists is uh, Jason Molina. He's with uh, so he he had Songs Ohio was uh, one of his bands, and then uh, oh my god, my brain just totally um, oh it almost came back. <laughs> Comes in waves. Magnolia Electric Company. Okay, so Magnolia Electric Co. Okay, uh, is what they they would go by. So I always liked the the co. Yeah, yeah. And then like I don't really care. Like I, I'm not, I I don't I like my name, but I don't really care for it as far as like an artist name. So I was, at the beginning, I was like, yeah, Dustbro Music Co. would be like, because I'm a songwriter, really. Yeah. Like it's a music company kind yeah, of. Yeah. Like I just make I make rock, I make indie, I make country, I make sad, I make happy. And yeah. now I'm even getting like said the synth stuff. So and that might maybe I'll go back to that. But for now, the website's Dustbro Music Co. But Everything else, Dustin Brown songs. Dustin Brown songs. My songs that I wrote. So, made sense, more sense, I yeah. guess. Who knows? I'm not even on social media right now. Don't know if I'm coming back. So, go to YouTube. Go to Spotify. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Let's let's focus on YouTube. That's what. Listen I'm to the on songs. Too, so. I don't. I'm done posting <laughs> pictures. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no pictures, man. Use your ears. I'm ugly anyway. Yeah. I make I make auditorial content, not visual content. I'm not a like hot like 22 year old chick. So. There we go. There we so go. get get on YouTube. Get on music players leave the instagram alone and put down the tiktok okay then good don't don't Do go to drugs don't go to dustin brown music and and uh <laughs> look to touch yourself okay yeah yeah music that's yeah. what we're looking at yeah go to listen and uh do a little extra curricular activities no more tiktok all right boom